I'm going to go microwave a foil. No, right you can't say. No, you can't say that. Because, uh, kids kids at home company. don't. Don't try to ignite anything in your home appliances, uh, please. Is it going to blow I, up? I just want to see what happens. I bet it does. I bet it sparks. Anyway. Hello. Welcome to the Avant Card Show, uh, episode 35, a premiere podcast uh, that focuses on the more casual aspects of our favorite game, Magic the Gathering. Anything that you may learn that is useful in a competitive tournament Environment is purely accidental, and uh, reading this introduction verbatim each podcast. Our <laughs> I, <laughs> Who put I that in there? You wouldn't notice that. Our sponsor this week is Trevor and Patrick, and I'm your host Christian. Heterosexual life mates. Did heterosexual you? life mates of of what fame? What what fame are we calling them? MTG now? Radio, Covenant of Mind, and heterosexual life mate fame. And, yeah. and my dreams. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, Brian, pretty much everyone's dreams, yeah. let's be honest. Yeah. Is this, like, officially the sabotage episode where everybody's sabotaging everybody? Trevor, you're so... Actually, I would... I would. You're so dreamy. I would say your last name if I had any clue how to pronounce all those vowels. <laughs> <laughs> Trevor, needs, Trevor needs to buy a couple consonants. <laughs> There's so, there so many vowels in his last name. He's got so many vowels. He's got everything but nigh. It reminds, me, it reminds me of that uh, X, XKCD comic where it's like, I've discovered that consecutive vowels, like, lead to arousal. And <laughs> have you seen that? No. no? All right. No? no? Go find it. You can, refer to, you can refer to his life mate, Sally Fitzgerald. And Sally Fitzgerald. Gerald Fitzsally. <laughs> Is that Irish? So we got a good show for you uh, this evening, of course, or in the morning, depending on when you're uh, listening to us. Um, it's kind of a somber uh, type of day because of, the, of all those leaks. I think Assange, uh, Julian Assange, had something to do with it, but I'm not sure. But we will discuss that and get to the bottom of that. Spoiler alert, he had nothing to do with that. And uh, But first, we want to welcome our wonderful uh, hosts, um, Brian, Debbie, and Andrew. And uh, Brian, how are you doing this evening? I am doing well. Good. You're alive and well? Mostly. Well. Good. At least. <laughs> well, at least? Yeah. Good. Um, and uh, Debbie, you're, you're with us tonight? I'm doing good. Mostly? I'm, uh, I have a theory. Oh, I have theory. a theory that, that Osama was actually behind the leak and that wizards went in. Oh, nice. <laughs> I'm just le- leaking the cards. I think that Os- Osama wanted to hit America where it hurt. Yeah. So leaked. And then. Phyrexia. He leaked Phyrexia. <laughs> and then wizards cast a spell of some sort that you can do. It's I'm pretending blue. to shoot myself know. in the throat right now. <laughs> they cast a spell because clearly it's been, what, 11 years or I don't know how many years it's been. It's been yeah. a lot of years. He cast and infiltrate. we haven't been able to find them because we didn't get wizards involved. So right. wizards did some sort of like blue spell that finds something from your opponent's <laughs> library and they cast it on Osama and that's how nice. we got him. Well, they're like, or hey, wizards, I think he's he's got the god book and he's leaking it. Or Morrow went online yeah. and was like, who wants a spoiler from M12? And, you know, Bin Laden's like, me, me, me. They bribed Osama from Pakistan's library. Exactly. <laughs> That's just my theory. I mean, it could be, it could be off, could um, be, but huh? I, I stand behind it. <laughs> nice. <sighs> um, yes, so, uh, Andrew, uh, how are you? Do you, have any, do you have any groundbreaking theories you need to share um, with us? Not really. 
Uh, no, not at all. Hey, oh, I hear you're on another podcast. <gasps> Again. This Again. is all. Yeah. I, Brian, I heard the same thing. Kiss and oh. tell. I think we might have even heard this when we mentioned it on the last podcast. You harlot. I am. <laughs> How do you feel about that podcast, Brian? What's your opinion? Uh, I actually like it. Hey. Yeah. Mike, he likes it. That <laughs> sounds a little more surprised, Brian. What? <laughs> I... Oh, I was shocked to discover I, that. Surprisingly, it, I liked it. <laughs> well, no, I think I think you guys like all sitting around the table because you're all face to face, right? Yeah, we're all sitting like at, at the same table. <laughs> yeah, and you guys, you guys riff, and, and again, I think I think the fact that Patrick sits up and just like wakes up and makes comments every now and then, you know, <laughs> that are tangentially relevant Tangential. or related is hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. I'm glad someone likes it. What? He just wakes up and he's like, I don't really know what I'm doing. I just play. <laughs> nice. So, um, yes. And, uh, oh, what's that, Brian? Oh. In the notes here, it says Debbie's trading away foils. <gasps> Debbie? Oh, I'm, I have a project. Okay. This is a groundbreaking episode with all this controversy. This is what I've been doing in magic. And it turns out, believe it or not, I'm not the only one. Did you guys see, you guys probably may or may not, Christian might follow the tweets from Deck Construct. Uh, Once in a while. So he tweeted today, he doesn't play foils either. So He doesn't play foils? Doesn't play foils. He says he'll play a foil general. What kind of boycott is that? I'm sorry, commander. You mean he doesn't play entire foil decks? No, he just doesn't play foils. That's Why would you not play a foil? You draw a foil and you're going to... Because you're like me. You don't like them. Or you w- decide that you can get more, like if you could trade like a, maybe. Like a yeah. one and a half or a two for one with the Yeah, foil. that's why you wouldn't have it. That's not why you wouldn't play it. I don't know why you wouldn't. Because if you don't have it, then you can't play well, it. Well, of course. <laughs> but if you have it and choose not to play it... What's that? trying to know why. Me and my damn logic. Oh... I can so, see why if, if it's a... This, is, this was his Twitter. He said, massive price jump between non-foil and foil dark confidant. Non-foil is about 12 pounds. Foil is around 50 to 60 pounds. I disagree. The cards do not weigh that much more if they're foil. <laughs> Otherwise, you just, anyway. just weigh the packs and you know which ones have the foils. Ha, ha, ha. If you've so got you like, a good touch, you can still tell. You can, like, hold the... Like, when, when I'm drafting, I can tell if a pack has a foil in it or not at, like, cool stuff. Just because it has a slight, a bit more weight. I can, too, but that's because I have extra vision. So he says, I'm glad I don't play foils, quote. And then he said, the, ex- the exception is EDH, where I'll play a foil general. Otherwise, foils don't interest me. So Alex is my kindred spirit because I don't either. So I started this project online where I'm trading away my foils. And sometimes people won't trade me because they think... I'm trying to screw him over because I want a foil. I'm trading a foil for a non-foil straight up. <laughs> so there's really no way to screw somebody in a trade online, so I don't know why they won't do it. Oh, this is, is this just online or is this in paper too? In paper too. I've started pulling out all my foils. So that can, I can you bring them, them tomorrow night? No, because they can't come tomorrow night. But I will bring them the next time I'm at. Wait, but that'll be like infinite now because you're going to like have a spawnling. That's true. But I, I'll come bring Baby Koth to say hi to everyone, and then I'll bring my foils. I don't know if you want to expose oh, her to all those germs and stuff. I will wait till she has her vaccine. <laughs> yeah. That particular okay. venue has more germs than probably your average gas station, I'd say. Urinal. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yes, that's probably true. That's yeah. awesome. But regardless, that's that's my magic project is I'm trying to get rid of all those stupid shiny cards. I'll take them. Although I have discovered a good way to get rid of them is to put them in the washing machine, and then fun stuff happens. Whoa. And by fun, you mean they become wrinkled? I bet in the microwave they probably <gasps> crackle. I'm going to go microwave a foil. No, <laughs> you can't say No, you can't say that. Because, uh, kids, kids at home, don't. Don't try to ignite anything in your home appliances, uh, please. Is it going to blow I, up? I have them on fire for we you. Don't I, I have, it might I have spark. Um, set off, uh, or not set off, but almost set off uh, sprinkler systems. Okay, never by, mind. By putting a, a Wendy's Pardon. burger that's wrapped in that metallic. <laughs> Somebody did that at work one time. I seriously can't microwave a foil. You guys bring me no joy. I think, I think well, you like can. You just can't talk about it on the like podcast. and sparks. <laughs> I just want to see what happens. I bet it does. I bet it sparks. Anyway. The Washington is interesting. Who? Huh? Yes. Oh, me? I've been uh, chilling with my pug. Oh, playing Portal 2 OMG. That game is seriously cool. And the two-player co-op is great. I love two-player co-op games. And uh, it's a really good game. And uh, I'm going to stop myself before I go on about it for an hour. (laughs) Oh, it's really fun if anybody – I mean, I didn't play the first one because I didn't know – I, I kind of like – I don't know. I didn't feel like getting all into it and everything. I didn't think it could be as fun as everybody was talking about. But I should have because it is. <laughs> so don't. if you're thinking about playing it you're not sure whether you want to play it, play it. It's innovative, and it's the most creative game. I mean, it's such a novel idea. And in, it's in the a, most creative game since Portal 1. Since, <laughs> in, a, in, a, in a world what? full of, uh, of first-person shooters, it's a great refresher. It's a first-person shooter? No, it's a first-person first game, but it's, a, it's kind of a puzzle. Well, what it is is you, to, to put it quickly, you, you, it's, a, it's a game that's based with, like, it's fun with, like, puzzles and physics and a little science as far as you're, you're in the room that has all these different things, like a ledge you can't reach, um, like a jet uh, air vent. There's... Um, there's a laser, and then there's like little blocks on the floor that when you place them, the laser, it'll, it'll, the lens will redirect the laser, and if the laser hits the door, a sensor by the door, it opens, and you have a device that allows you to open up two portals, and you shoot one on the wall, and it's one color, and you shoot one on another wall, that's the other color, you can walk through one and come out the other, and sometimes see yourself going into the hole. And you can put one on the ceiling and one on the floor, and you'll fall through the floor and then come down through the ceiling. And if you hit the same hole, you'll go really fast making a, uh, a loop like shoo, 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 shoo. And then you can – and then that creates inertia so that when you can, you can place another portal on another wall, and with all that momentum, you'll just fly out that portal and get to another ledge you couldn't reach. And it's just – it's incredible. And when you play two players co-op, then the two players kind of have to help each other out to solve all these puzzles, and it's just – it's so – I was playing it, and you know when you're playing a game and then your eyes get all dry? It's because your brain is so happy that you don't want to blink because you don't want to miss even a frame of, uh, That's of like what's going on in front of you. That's like the longest explanation I've ever heard where at the end of it I still had no clue what the explanation was <laughs> Okay, think about this. Okay, uh, uh, Penny Arcade summed it up best. Think of a slide, mm-hmm. and you are able at the bottom of that slide to open up a portal that teleports you to the top of that slide. Mm-hmm. Okay. But why would you want to do that? Because it's an infinite slide. (laughs) It's so much fun. Fun if they were infinite. Sure. What? (laughs) That's that's like infinite pancakes. Well, pretty soon you just get tired of falling. Your logic. You're not falling. You're sliding. You can stop whenever you want. It's not like you get tired of weeing. Well, then you just roll off. 
Well, yeah. you can if it's empty. Well, no, it's, no, it's, you it's only if you down the slide, it just teleports you to the top. So when you're, so during the slide part, if you're, you know, whatever, you just fall over or you take it's a nap like, or whatever. It's like Kiki Jiki <laughs> Pestermite. It could be infinite, or you could stop it. Arbitrarily large slide. Yes. <laughs> there we go. That just sum up the, the video game. Anyway, it's a lot of fun, especially co-op, and uh, it's 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 just it's mind-bending because you can go through a wall and come through the floor, and then. When you walk through the floor, you're like, gravity takes hold and pulls you back, and then you pop back out of the side of the wall. It's just very, it's like mind-bending. But once you get the hang of it, then you're like walking through, you're putting a hole in the wall, coming through the ceiling, like it's natural, and it's just, uh, it's great. So, it's a cerebral game, I guess you could say. Okay, how about Game of Thrones? Is it totally awesome? It is pretty awesome. Is it awesome enough that I'm not going to be disappointed that it doesn't do the book justice? It is awesome. You haven't seen it yet? I figured uh, you've all been no, like... You no, know I don't have HBO, and I, I, I would consider subscribing to HBO just to get this, but since we're moving in like 20 days, um, I figured I'd wait till we get to the new house and then get... So is it worth it? Is it worth getting HBO just to watch it? Um... Okay, let me rephrase yeah. that. Is it worth it for me? Yes, because, to get HBO because, just to watch it. Yes, for you. Would I be willing to pay the money to get HBO? Yes, yeah, I mean, what's HBO like? Five hundred dollars a month? Sure. It, it is not. Is it really? No, I don't know. It's like whatever. I I was actually trying to get HBO, but every time I'd call the the uh, the cable company, first off, it doesn't recognize my address online, so I can't even like. Nah. Or anything. And then when I call them up, they'll put me on hold for 15 minutes, and then I'll finally get a customer service rep, and they're like, hi, how can we help you? I'd like to talk about prices for HBO. Okay, let me put you on hold. Click. <gasps> yeah. That's awful. So, so far, they've already refunded me $50 on my monthly bill because they keep disconnecting me. But yet, when she was like, okay, now I'll transfer you to talk to someone about getting HBO, they hung up on me. <laughs> We have Bright House at my house, and we get so much money taken off of our bills because, like, they'll cut our internet off by accident for a day, and my dad will just raise hell. And they'll just be like, okay, I'm sorry, we'll take the internet part of the bill off for the month. And it happens at least once every two or three months. So, (laughs) they'll do anything for you not to complain. (laughs) You're recording, right, Christian? Christian went to get some boxed wine. Did he? I think uh, gonna, damn it, the, damn the mute button. <laughs> no, we're gonna, I didn't, um, I'm here. Christian's new name is Maggie. Okay. Maggie Griffin. Teddy Tiddlywinks and Maggie. Maggie. Um, well, Anybody who watches the Kathy Griffin show thing, My Life on the D-List or whatever, which is hilarious, knows that her, like, 90-year-old mother drinks boxed wine, and it's hilarious. It's like Christian in five years <laughs> is Maggie. Because we uh, both drink fine boxed wine. She gets all wrapped up in her snuggie and drinks boxed wine. Oh, that's why she's like, tip it, tip it, when, whenever tip it. it's, uh, yes. yeah, whenever there's like a little yes. bit left. I know nothing yes. about that. That is why Kathy Griffin always goes, tip it, because that's what her mom says. Like, oh, that's, that's the best part of the podcast. Oh, did you hear Puggy say goodnight uh, back to the little girl? Good night. <laughs> yeah, so that's why Kathy Griff- Griffin always says tip it, because that's what Maggie says. To get the last little bit out of the box wine, you tip it. Wine. Tip it. Yeah, the woman knows what she's talking about. Yep. So you guys want to uh, 
talk about some magic? Well, someone had a question for you, but you were on mute. What was it? Oh, yeah. What was the question, Brian? I'm like, tell me the question. Oh, I'm on mute. <laughs> <laughs> what is your question, Brian? What's your question? No, he's on mute. Oh, you know what? He is on mute because he's, he's, <laughs> he's saying goodnight to his daughter. <laughs> Did you record? I also was on mute. Oh, that was the oh. question. Are you recording? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Why are there uh, why is Pokemon mentioned in our Magic the Gathering? That's oh. a good question. Oh God. Okay, because. Just to buy you a lab coat, Brian. No, uh, well, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so here's so here's the thing. At um, at National the Qualifier. National Qualifiers this past weekend, uh, the tournament organizer scheduled. Uh, a Pokemon pre-release nice. at the Whoa. exact same time within a half an hour of the the, the, the store uh, NCQ. And mind you that the Pokemon event t- turned out to be much, we'll say much larger than well, it was like, it was estimated okay, to be. So this, so this store can, if it like puts in an extra row of tables and like swells to the gills, it can hold like a hundred people. And when we get there, there's this for the for the magic tournament, there's this huge line outside. And I'm like, oh. So I walk in and it's like, hey. And they're just like, hey. And I was like, all oh, those those are looking pretty young. What's up? Oh, there's a Pokemon event here too. What do you mean? <laughs> they're like, yeah, we're also doing a Pokemon pre-release. I'm like, a pre-release? Oh shit. <laughs> um Yeah, so they um they took wow. a lot of the space. They took a lot of uh, the air conditioning. Uh, they kind of <laughs> sucked that up. And, I mean, for the most part, uh, they weren't disruptive, but it's just, you know, their numbers caused them to put, like, an extra row of tables in, which compressed all the rows and started, you know, magic players aren't small guys. And so they started having trouble getting around, and it was just it was uh, it was bad times uh, trying to accommodate all of those people. Uh, however, however, <laughs> I learned there's a silver lining. There is a silver lining. Talking to the uh, to the to the Pokemon judges, apparently, uh, you can take the Pokemon test online hmm. uh, to, to be, be a, a judge. judge. To be a judge, <laughs> and it's open book. Hmm. And after you judge enough Pokemon events, you get a lab coat that says Pokemon Professor on it. Oh. Yeah. So maybe one or two people who really, really would like. Yeah, maybe. So, so Brian, you is Judge Comp in some Pokemon product because Brian's going to become a Pokemon judge and get a lab coat and then never judge again. You took Ooh. your judge comp in Pokemon products? Some of it. Some of it. <gasps> some of it. Shame on you. Some of it. Shame on you, sir. No, this is the thing. I'm I may want a lab coat. When you judge a Here's the thing. I may want a lab coat. There and I will be videoing it, so just forewarned. <laughs> I I may just become a judge just so I can be like, hey, I'm a judge of this, and they're like, have you ever like played an event or judge? I'm like, no, I don't. I don't really enjoy that game at all. But <laughs> and I gotta find out how many events I actually have to judge in order to get the lab coat. But that would be awesome. 
Wow. So you're going to learn how to play it and just never play it. That'd be pretty funny in your last day after you've gotten a coat. Somebody can ask you, like, so how does this work? You'd be like, well, I actually never actually played the game. <laughs> yeah. However, this is how it works. <laughs> so it's just, it's, it's, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's not like, it's not like uh, doing the, uh, <laughs> it's online open book. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, wow. but then, but then one of the one of the other uh, one of the other guys, one of the other judges, he took the test and he's like, "I got a 30. Well, I, I think he just did it cold. He's just like, "I know nothing about the game. Let me take the test." And he's like, 30. Well, he took the test without knowing anything about it. And he got a 30. Yeah, basically, it's just like, uh, "Guess, guess." That's, that's pretty guess. 30. Boy, the guy doesn't know how to guess. 30 percent. Yeah, he's a really bad guesser. Is it like A B C D? I don't know. Probably, which means he's, like, not beating the monkey. What do you mean? <laughs> he's not beating the monkey. No, it's not dirty for once. Oh. oh okay. You know the monkey gets four? What? Are you okay, saying so that, the like... the thing is, if there's a multiple choice... and The monkey, monkey would get a certain the amount The monkey of, would get correct. 25%. Yeah. And if you could just narrow it down a little bit, like, okay, this one's clearly not right, then you should be getting even more... But he's like barely beating the monkey. Well, maybe, maybe the game. I'm going I'm to say this. I don't believe it. But I'm going to say maybe the game is more complicated than we think it is. Yeah, or maybe not. Yeah. Isn't it like the hit points are like six thousand? So it's like this fireball. Uh, it's Yu-Gi-Oh. Oh. This is like the hit points are like sixty and eighty and everything. Oh, right, a right. Of tens. Yu-Gi-Oh right. has to be bigger and better. All their multiples are in a hundred thousands. <laughs> Yeah. But if everything is a thousand, then it might as well just not be. Yeah, it could be just. But it's big numbers. Yeah, so that's really powerful means, stuff. Yeah, it's like, dude, my monster is a thousand thousand. In Magic, you're like, holy crap! It's over nine thousand. I had to do that. <laughs> there was someone. There was a Magic player once who was trying to tell me that. I think it was because I was judging in an FNM and there was a Yu-Gi-Oh thing going on. Uh-huh. And I was asking, I was like, have you guys ever played Yu-Gi-Oh? And one of them goes, yeah, a friend of mine played it. And and we, like, sat down, and then he was, like, trying to give me some paraphernalia, like, keep track of life points or whatever. And I was like, oh, no, don't worry about it. I'll just keep track of my head. What do we start at? And the guy was like, 100,000. And I was like, okay, I'm going to go play Magic. <laughs> that uh, game is going to last forever. It starts at 100,000. I don't know. It was something that was so enormous. The guy was just like, oh, I don't need any of that kind of stuff. I'll just keep track of it in my head because that's what I do for Magic. And then it was like some thousands of life total point things. And he was like, yeah, I'm just going to go play Magic now. <laughs> I'll pass on the Yu-Gi-Oh. Yeah. BC dubs. So yeah. However, Deb, if you buy me a lab coat, that I might not have to subject myself to Pokemon. <laughs> we should get that you a custom be... lab coat for your but birthday. But then it has to say something cooler than Pokemon Professor. <laughs> what, what, I just got this. I just got this mental image of like of like wearing it. And then someone asked me a question, and I just kind of look at, like, a question, and I just throw a ball down on the ground and then just kind of look at it and look at them. (laughs) And I'm like, well, get in. (laughs) I don't understand. Just just jump in. I choose you. (laughs) So, you guys want to get into the um, controversy? Or do you want to? uh, What controversy? Well, there's lots of controversies going on here. Yes, but, um, Osama did leak. The leak the, okay. Yep. 
That is the controversy. Am I the only one that, when talking about this, I I have a tendency I'm I'm mixing up Obama and o- uh, <laughs> uh, apparently some major network correspondent did it. Yeah, guess where? It was Pre- hilarious. Said something about President Osama's coming and corrected himself. No, he said President Obama has been killed, and then he's like, oh. No, there, I don't there even know if he new, said, oh. There was a news correspondent oh, a, that said something about President Osama is coming to, or is, or is giving a speech, or President Osama is going to speak to the nation. Oh. <laughs> it's, yeah, they said the one, the one guy from it's Fox It's surprisingly said, uh, difficult to not yeah. do that at least once in a conversation. <laughs> so, However, I don't have a problem uh, uh, getting new Phyrexia confused with Mirrodin Pure. Mm, yeah, no. Absolutely not. I like the way Obama says Taliban. Like, come, Mr. Taliban. me banana. <laughs> he says it like it goes in the song. I like it. Oh, is, is uh, Andrew is not here with us anymore. Oh, he he got dropped from the call. Well, his head exploded, apparently. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. yeah. It won't let me in. Head explode. Right. Yeah, his head exploded. Maybe... Let me try and okay. call him. So, well, never mind. Never mind. We're off topic, off topic. All right. <laughs> so do you want to sum up? Well, I was going to ask you when you're done uh, trying to get him back on there to, to sum up the, um, the issue with uh, the leakage of the, of the spoiler. Don't say leakage anymore. That just sounds gross. Yeah, cause oh. she's, she's pregnant, and she's going to start <laughs> with that lactating soon. <laughs> It's just... Okay, that's probably not what we want to talk about on the podcast. That's a, a little personal. Oh, it's, it's, that's a little personal. We finally found something that she's too personal to talk about. Eggnog and then those types of things? No, but this, yeah. I, uh, so we'll skip Wow. It. We'll give it to I, I found Maybe the one, I found found the one thing she doesn't want to cross. <laughs> Maybe we'll, well, I mean, do we want to talk about emissions from you guys? We can <clears throat> skip right to magic. <laughs> okay, if then. If want to. <laughs> I, I, uh, my, my personal line is that I don't want to talk about bodily emissions from anybody on this podcast. In, hey, in whatever those emissions might be. That's fair. I hope no one listening to the podcast is let down, but uh, I'm, I'm with that. <laughs> All right, fine. Emissions, seepage, or leakage. Those are the four things. No excretions or leakage. Excretions, emissions, leakage, or seepage. I don't want to. <laughs> Talk about any of those things. Any of those words. I've got this thing on the side of my toe. It's just kind of. Does it have leakage, seepage, or excretage? Seepage. No, that's seepage. That's seepage? Seepage is from wounds. We don't need to talk about that. No, we don't. (laughs) Or any of the above, uh, probably. (laughs) So, just to try to keep the uh, train rolling. Um, So, yeah, so the the entire spoiler list of the magic cards of the uh, latest uh, upcoming set. Uh, were leaked recently. Yeah, the whole this, list of them. This is one of the problems with us being every two weeks, because this happened like a while ago. After, this happened like a day after we recorded. Yeah, I don't consider oh, that last, a problem, so. considering the fact that the percentage of people who come to us for for up to the minute magic news is somewhere between zero <laughs> percent and zero percent. I was thinking, I'm like, oh my god, everybody's already heard about. But you know, if they're if they're on all those podcasts where they got all the uh, current events and news, we're probably not on that list of, of podcasts of up to date tournament coverage. All right. So, Christian, what's the summary? Uh, summary is that um, a gentleman who uh, previews oh, cards so that he can gentleman a scoundrel. Well, no, well, the the one guy um, is is scoundrel. writing. 
Well, well, his friend's the scoundrel, right? He, he's not no, the one that did it. He's equally scoundrelicious. Both of them are complicit in, in the scoundreliciousness. Okay, so anyway, a guy writes an article, Guillaume Wafatapa and some no. other dude. Matignon is the guy. Matignon. the guy who writes the articles. Okay. And uh, so he um, got he, he writes articles for a French uh, paper magazine uh, having to do with magic um, Lotus called Noir. Lotus Noir. And uh, he received the God Book, which is the pre, which is a spoiler before it gets spoiled, uh, so that he well, can preview the cards. It's the book that Wizards kind of shops around to get, like, doing surveys and stuff like that. To, you know, like, what cards do you like the best? What cards do you like the least? Mm-hmm. It's, it's kind of like a, a, mark, a book that they use for market research. Ah, and for helping people when they are to give somebody a feel for the set, so that they can write an article about it and that it can be in print. So that people can write set time. reviews that can be released in print publications around the time of the release, which is right. like two or three months mm-hmm. lead time. Mm-hmm. And so and so handed it off to Guillaume Lafatapa to to get his his uh, ideas. And he shared it with another friend who was in, more unscrupulous, inscru- which he wasn't even supposed to have it himself, right? Um, the Apparently, uh, Matignon legitimately had it. Right. And he decided to share it with Wafatapa, who should not have had access. And to, then to Wafatapa get his opinions. shared it with, you know, the world. <laughs> uh, the world also was not authorized right. for access. He shared it with okay. some tool that was like, I'm going to get Internet cred. And try to share it everybody. Uh, Marshall, uh, Marshall Moreau and David uh, Gouther, Gunther. Mm. Ga- Gauthier? Is that sure. a different person? Ga- oh, I don't and know. Don't forget, don't forget, I think it was Wafatapo who actually gave it to Osama. Oh, okay. In Pakistan. Oh. They were at a, we- they were at a difficult-to-pronounce last name meetup.com. And they yes. shared it. It's magic.com. Pakistan.meetup.org. <laughs> yes. That's where Osama was. Boy, whoever owns that domain name is going to be pissed that we said that on the air. <laughs> We're, it's a risky I wonder, I wonder if he played like Legacy or Vintage or or if he was like... Oh, he's old school. He's old school. Only Legacy. <laughs> so he, played like, he played like Iron Man Pauper or something like that? He has desert. Yeah, in back in, yeah, back in the 90s, he was like alternately training freedom fighters in Afghanistan and um, sitting around... Friday Night Magic, trying to win some packs. Win some packs. <laughs> he started at Arabian Nights. He got really good, and he traded packs for weapons. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you two clips for two packs. It's, it's instead of like the, uh, uh, <laughs> it was like the instead of Iran Contra, there was uh, yeah, yeah. I, I ran to like plane, uh, I ran plane, plane shift chase. or something. <laughs> exactly. He was like, I give you one Jace for one AK 47. Yeah, one sword for one gun. How about that? That's, a, that's about. That's yeah. about equal. That's about, <laughs> I have, how many Jaces does it take to buy an AK 47? I will trade this Mox Lotus for two Scuds. Can you buy AK 47s on eBay? Yes, and apparently, well, you can God buy it on this thingy here. So apparently, um, a Jace costs more than a black market AK-47 in the Niger Delta. Really? Because really? uh, that's only $75. Huh. You can get an AK for 75 bucks. In the Niger Delta, apparently. Oh, okay. Well, hmm. 
Well, there we go. See, there's some now, tips. You're not going to learn about Pro Tour magic, stuff. Oh, and knowing is half the battle. So people can use their magic collection when they get tired of when they get tired of playing. <laughs> they can translate. They can go into yeah. black market arms stealing. <laughs> See, we're giving people uh, occupational uh, advice. Here. <laughs> can you imagine if someone showed up to one of those shady, like think James Bond type movie, and somebody showed up to one of those shady black market arms bazaars, and yeah. they're like, "I like these guns." I will give you this. <laughs> and, and he holds open his coat. He opens He's got a bunch of shiny J's. He opens up a case. Or he opens up a case of J's. <laughs> he opens up a briefcase that's, this that's is, handcuffed to his hand. This is a foreign black border bayou. It is work. <laughs> How many surface air missiles can I get for this? It's, it's a, a mint condition underground seas. Yes. <laughs> That'd be awesome. You bring up the, the suitcase that's got, like handcuffed to you, and you open it up, and there's like foam and like a little chase in the middle of it. That's awesome. A little uranium, a little plutonium, and a chase. Oh, because we don't want the liability, let's tell our listeners that if they do that, they're going to get shot. So just don't do that. Yeah, don't do that. In fact, don't do anything that's going to get yourself shot or anything on the black. Don't market. do anything that's on this podcast. Hey. Hey. Good advice, hey. Andrew. Good advice. The internet, like destroyed me. All of a sudden, it was like signing you off of Skype, signing you out of the internet, uh, restarting your computer for you. <laughs> Moving your house. Uh... I was just like, oh, okay, you got it, man. You do what you want, computer. <laughs> it says, you the, are my uh, bitch, period, period, Is it the Mythbusters disclaimer that's so funny? Or the, um, oh, no, it's the Jackass disclaimer. Jackass, yeah. The one that's like, anything that we do, if, you're, if you do it, you're an idiot type thing. <laughs> nice. That's what we need. We need that disclaimer. <laughs> I'll find it. We'll put it yeah, in I gotta, the show. I'm going to check the door. I'll be RB. All right, so we'll, we'll let's do when you when the spoilers hit. Okay, first off, Deb, how long was it before this uh, between when the spoilers got out and when you realized it, or when you found out about it? Me? Yeah, I mean, you write articles, so probably pretty quick, right? I, found articles, a, I I was uh, I was on IRC talking to Trick, who actually has a chip in his head that like gets a <laughs> constant feed of magic. <laughs> news as it happens so i found out pretty quickly okay did you look at the spoiler right away or did you just kind of like oh okay i didn't look at it until it became evident that it was real because i don't do like magic porn which is where you look at spoilers and you don't know if they're real or not and then you get all excited and then it (laughs) turns out that you can't have it because it's not real. So at yeah. first, when when everyone was like, "There's this huge thing," and everybody goes, "Ah, oh, you know, it's not real. The font's wrong. It is real. It's not real." Then when it became obvious that it was like somebody had actually leaked it, then I did go and look at them. But it go. took a while. It took a couple days. Yeah. What about you, uh, uh, Andrew? Andy. It took me like 30 seconds. As soon as it was posted, I was like, "All right, downloading that file, looking at it." So. You yeah. contributed to the downfall of the spoiler season, Andrew. I did. I, okay, like, at first, when I first found out that they were, they were going to release the whole thing, I was like, man, this is disappointing. And then I got really excited, and then I went back to my, man, this is disappointing. Yeah, I kind of went. Did you get, did you get see the magic show last week? I think okay. I Funny, funniest thing in the world. All right, so so Evan Irwin comes on, he's all serious, and he's just like, I would just, and he goes on this, you know, not really this rant, but like this, like he gives the magic, it seems almost like a stern talking to. He does the daddy voice? He does the daddy voice, and he's like, make no mistake, when spoilers come out, it hurts people. And, you know, I'm agreeing with everything he's saying. He's like, it hurts people, it, it causes, you know, loss of traffic, and he's just, he's just very, very stern. And then when he gets all done, he's... So he's gone on for about four minutes, 
four minutes in, and he's like, well, and only because I have to. Let's talk about the spoilers. Yay! <laughs> and he goes, like, holy balls. Wow. It's bad, okay? I mean, and, and when he was doing this, and I'm watching the little, the little line tick over, you know, and I'm like, he's still got, according to the duration, he's still got about, you know, eight minutes to fill. What's he going to? He's not going to go into spoilers after this talk, is he? And then, by yep. the way. And, um, awesome. and Wizards has done a, a, a pretty good job of, I don't want to say not acknowledging. I mean, they put out the, the, the release that says, you know, the guys that were involved have received the ban. Um, and then they they put out the full you know the full official spoiler. They just were like, okay, here. And then the articles, I mean, they've been different than the typical uh, release, uh, the typical uh, uh, pre-release or preview articles. But they've actually done a really good job of. Yeah, they've handled it really well. They've handled it real well and kind of I don't want to say covering up, but you know, disguising it, for lack of a better word. Hmm. I mean, they're still coming right out, and it's like, here's Minimizing all... the damage. Yeah. Yeah, there, there we go. They're doing a really, really good job. Um, I've, I found that I, I actually haven't looked at all the spoilers yet, even when they put out the official list, because it was sort of like, oh, well, it's out there. And I went out there and kind of did a quick skim through, and I'm like, okay. And then, well, it's like the next day, I'm like, ah, they're there. Eh, they're there. I'll get to them when it gets a little bit closer to the pre-release, and it's like, oh shit, the pre-release is next week. Um, so yeah, it it has kind of lost some of the the, you know, the excitement, the urgency, that kind of thing. The oh, I gotta find out what's coming out next. You know, mm-hmm. I was one of those. Keep guys. checking back at the site. Yeah, like I was one of those guys that you know, because I'm up kind of late anyway. You know, if it's 11:30, I'll go ahead and stay up till like midnight, whatever, and check Wizard site uh, when they post the new stuff at midnight. I'm one of those guys, and this time there's been none of that. You know, I might not even check it that day kind of thing. Hmm. So. Yeah, so that kind of sucks. I never went to, like, any of the other sites where it's like, this one was spoiled by so-and-so, and this one was spoiled by, you know, I don't, I don't care. That, it never, never drew me to any other site or any other, you know, tweet or anything. I just wait for them to come up there. So they didn't lose no traffic on me. I just waited until someone was like, hey, Deb, you should look at this card. You're really going to like it. And then it would be like, oh, really? What is it? Oh, it's a huge green creature. Oh, take it. <laughs> oh, take it. That, that's kind of my spoiler process. Speaking of which, do you guys want to talk about some of the new cards? Sure. Um, you know, there's some nice big green creatures in there, Deb. I don't know if you're... So, I guess the way we're going to approach this, because the spoiler's been out for, you know, like a week, week and a half, we're not going to do a lot. We'll just talk about mm-hmm. cards that, you know, one or two cards that interest each of us. Mm-hmm. Um, and probably... I think, I think what we should do in typical, with a multiplayer. Um, card, in typical fashion mm-hmm. is we should talk about spoilers, act like no one's heard them before, and tell them that they heard it first here. <laughs> but then but then if anyone believes us, then we might get in trouble for leaking. We oh, might, oh, no. I think those then, guys have something to do with it. At the beginning, at the beginning of the podcast, we'll say this podcast was recorded, and we'll do it two days before the leak. <laughs> <laughs> this, this podcast. Oh, very Set good. The date. <laughs> there you go. Nice. <laughs> or maybe maybe we can. Hold on. Andrew, go go offline and come back on, and you can pretend that you're Guillaume uh, Matignon, and we'll be like, "Hey, we got this really cool spoiler." <laughs> and then our special yeah, guest, Tapa, and, and come back on, and we'll be like, 
hey, there's this guy here. He wants to talk about what he thinks is going to be in the next set. <laughs> He's right. I couldn't believe it. Those two people right. predicted this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice. So, yeah, so we could par- talk about some cars, uh, specifically ones that are good in uh, multiplayer casual, of course, because that's our thing. Yup, yup. And, uh, yeah, there's a, like, uh, Deb, you must be happy about the green creatures. There's some dudes. I am, of course. Yeah. I like how, like, in, in, sets, gone, in sets of days of old, uh, green was like, oh, okay, there's a big green creature. Okay, hmm. He's going to get blocked. doesn't have trample. But, like, nowadays, green is seriously a, a decent color. It has been for a little while, but it's nice to see. Do you think that, uh, Brian, do you find that, that certain sets favor certain colors? Yes. Do they do that on purpose, or is it just because it's impossible to completely well, balance? Who's juggling their headphone? That's Debbie. <laughs> she went to go let the dogs out. Uh, okay. If you look at IRC, or not IRC, Skype, it says, letting dogs out turns out poop, not hunger, was the problem. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, cool. So so yeah, so every every um uh every set every year, I mean they they push some themes and like, you know, like uh uh like right now we had like blue was uh kind of weak for a while and people are like, Oh blue's blue's weak, blue's weak and then they started getting uh, you know, preordain and mana leak and jace and stuff like that. So it kind yeah. of brings back this resurgence and, and burn now they've they're kinda of pushing that a little bit and and you know, after a year or two maybe maybe uh burn won't be pushed quite so hard and you know, green creatures are getting a buff now and in a few years that might not be the case. Uh so I mean they definitely run through cycles of things. Hmm. But Here's, here's kind of cool. Get people to play, experiment with different colors, probably. I want to talk about Triumph of the Hordes. Ah, okay. This card... It's um, going to be the bomb, huh? It's two green-green sorcery until end of turn. Creatures you control get plus one, plus one, and gain trample and infect. <laughs> That's sick. So it's, it's overrun with infect. Mm-hmm. And this is going to... This is going to end games mm-hmm. uh, a lot. Uh, I guess overrun also ends games, but this potentially ends games faster, especially because yeah, you only need to you only need to hit with ten. You could put this in a non-infect deck and just it ends games win with more. It. Yeah, I mean over overrun. So overrun is one more mana and gives the creatures an extra uh, plus two plus two. So in theory, you don't need as many creatures. Um to get through, but then when people are blocking those creatures that are, that are like, chump blocking, you know, if they're big dudes, they're going to come back smaller, kind of wither mm-hmm. weak. The, what? the thing about Triumph of Words, though, is that, like, if you think about it in casual where everyone has 20 life, it's, it'd be like if it normally gave it plus 2, plus 2, and was 1 mana cheaper. And in EDH, mm-hmm. it's like it gave it plus 4, plus 4 in Trample. <laughs> because the, the right, life, right, because the relation to poison counters to life total. Well, and even more because it because the the existing power of the creature also is doubled. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's more it's actually it's actually doubling and then giving plus two, whereas overrun just gives plus whatever. Yeah. So I, I actually asked. I thought overrun gave plus three plus three. Why does it only get, it only gives plus two plus two? No, it gives plus three plus three. Oh. Oh, so people okay. kept saying plus two plus two. Am I mistaken? No, I thought it gave plus three, plus three. It's like a giant growth, but not for everyone, right? 
And here we're sitting and it's like, well, we played this card so much and yet we don't know. <laughs> no, it's plus three, plus three. Okay, well, there we go. Well, who, what were we talking about, plus two, plus two? Well, we were talking about it. He's talking about it gives it additional plus two, plus two. Well, it gives it plus one, plus one, but works. since it's in fact, uh, it's yeah, like plus two, plus two. Okay, that makes sense. Okay. Uh, and I asked, I asked um, uh, Papa Bear Daddy, uh, uh, Sheldon, uh, hmm. what are the possibilities hmm. of... Uh, because because with two headed giant it went from it went from ten to ten to fifteen poison counter. Yeah, I was going to ask you this. I said, uh, what what's the likelihood of poison going up to uh, uh, going up to fifteen or twenty? 20? Or and he was like, not. It's not. <laughs> and, I like, and I was like, really? And he's like, yeah. Uh, the only problem, the only card that's potentially problematic is that green o- infect overrun. And even then, it really doesn't matter with that particular card in EDH. And he gave a pretty decent reason. It was, it doesn't matter whether it's, you know, they raise, with that particular card, it doesn't matter whether they raise the poison count to 20, 30, whatever. It's still that, it's, they're gonna just, they're gonna cast it when they have enough to win, regardless. Right, right. So. Hmm. So, alright. There we go. Nice. Somebody else. I took the card, Deb. We'll do uh, alphabetical order. That wasn't that? a green creature. Mm, oh, yeah. it has to be green and creatures. So. Yeah, pretty green creatures. Mm-hmm. Hello. PGCs. PGCs. <laughs> Yo. All right, so we'll go in a... Huh? I was like, okay, I'm going to go. Oh, but, you want to go? Yeah, I want to. I have a card I'm excited about. Okay, we'll do reverse alphabetical order. Wouldn't that mean Debbie goes first? <laughs> no, no, now that, we, now that Brian's already gone... We'll do. Okay. We'll go okay. to you, and then Debbie. I, and then I went because you said Debbie go, and then Debbie got up and left. So I filled, tried to fill the void. The void. I see. So there wouldn't be. Any. I did not get up and leave. I was practicing my parenting skills. The dog was whining, so I shoved food at it, and then that didn't put it up, <laughs> so I made it go poop. <laughs> what if that hadn't made him quiet? I'm out of ideas at that point. <laughs> and that's kind of what you are with the child, too. I mean, after a while, you start doing things like turn the vacuum cleaner on and stuff like that. I, I got food, I got water, and I got a place to go poop. And that's that's all I can offer. So. Go, <laughs> the baby's crying. Just push a bowl of water at it. <laughs> and then throw it on the toilet. And... Exactly. <laughs> so parenting is easy. I don't know why people have a hard time with it. I know. Those people are just overthinking it. So, Andrew, what is the card that you can't wait to talk about? I can't wait to talk about Glistener Elf. That's a green creature. I'm still on all the green, the green swagger here. Okay, we'll do green first and get that out of the way. <laughs> Glistener Elf is uh, the card. Everyone said that if this card came out as the stats it's at, it would have to be a rare because it would just completely be unfair as a one-drop infect creature. It's a one-drop, one-one infect. So it's okay. a turn one infect creature that you can attack with on turn two. Right. And then you could just, like, you can go, into, like, with the new card muted. Uh, man, I'm getting too much into it. You can use giant growth effects. Sure, and go for it, man. You can talk. You have ten, 10 poison counters on your opponent. Oh, because the giant growth is 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 mana free. You can yeah, use mutagenic new, growth by one, just paying two. The new one you can pay two life. What's the What's the one that you can uh, the giant growth that invigor vigorating invigorate? They gain four life. Your creature gets plus four plus four. Yeah. Yeah. Oh no. <laughs> Instead nice. of paying the casting cost, you can choose to have that player gain four life, and your creature gets plus four plus four. Which you don't give a s. <laughs> More or less, right? Because you don't care about damage if you're doing infect. So it's it's 
It's actually like it's gonna be a really crazy card. I think like the people who like to play infect in casual groups are gonna have four of the. It's gonna be good when you play in a tournament. It's gonna be good when you play it in limited. It's really aggressive, and since mm -hmm. infect only has to deal ten damage, you don't have to worry about being an aggro deck and just running out of steam. You just have to deal damage faster. <laughs> right, right. So, pretty cool, huh? That is cool. So, Deb. Or, oh. Oh. oh, 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 sorry. Actually, she's, she's letting the, she's letting the dogs in. Alright, so, I love, um, this is why I love, uh, the From the Lab article by, uh, Matt D. Cordova, um, on the Magic, on the Wizard site. Um, when I saw Birthing Pod when it was spoiled, I was like, man, this is a card for me, cause it's kinda quirky, it's kinda cool, does, does tricky stuff, and then, as soon as I thought that, uh, the next day was Thursday when his article comes out, and he wrote a big thing about it, and I was like, sweet. Anyway, it's pretty neat. Birthing Pod, it's three and a green uh, Phyrexian mana symbol, and um, it's an artifact that's green, and uh, its ability is one and a green uh, Phyrexian mana symbol, which you can alternatively pay to life instead of paying that, uh, comma, tap, comma, sacrifice a creature, so do you do all those three things. Search your library for a creature card with converted mana cost equal to one plus the sacrificed creature's converted mana cost. Put that creature onto the battlefield, then shuffle your library. Activate this ability only any time you can play a sorcery. So you pretty much are sacking a creature to take one that costs one more out of your library and put it into play. And uh, that's just really cool. And his article uh, listed uh, three that you can do right up in order, uh, ending with Pestilence Worm. And it's a and it's just and, and, and intruder alarms in there, and it, it was it's just a, a sweet little. So combo. basically, this this uh, this card lets you evolve your magic creatures like Pokemon. Oh, as I've been learning, you have to have <laughs> yes, as you've been learning because you're studying you have, for the open book. Test. Yes, you have to have the unevolved version of your Pokemon in order to play the evolved version. Really? Can so you can sit there cut with this with... out of the podcast. <laughs> can we just cut? Can you do a search for voice print for Pokemon? <laughs> and just cut it. And then just cut out the word Pokemon. So Brian will be like, "Yeah, so that's Brian, the same way as." Sir, this is an embarrassment. This is an embarrassment what? to the podcast. This is funny. I'm having so much fun, and the fact that it irritates you makes it even better. Oh crap. You are, I don't know you whether to cut it or not. It's, it's, sort, of like, it's sort of like how you like flub rules and stuff when we're talking because you know it irritates me. <laughs> I know. So much fun. So now I can, I'll just do pokey talk. Fine. Expect twice as many thingies for me I'll, in the future. I'll <laughs> evolve my metamorphichu into a <laughs> okay, something here we go. else. Spine thopterosaurus. Spine thopterosaurus. That is a yeah. hell of a Charles Zarmander Spire Monitor. <laughs> wow, that morphed all the way into a different game. Yeah. Look at that. So, um, Brian, what, what do you got? That's what Mana lets you do. <laughs> you can go from can, one game to the play, other. You can play cards with mana or with Pokemon Energy cards. Oh. Or Sad a... face. <laughs> Sad face. <laughs> You have taken this this podcast, which is normally a, it's the epitome of seriousness and yes. and solid magic news and strategy, mm -hmm. and not at all any. I don't remember what the Facebook listener said. Um, kiss, kiss, clap, clap, eggnog, bukkake. We don't do that kind of stuff. No, absolutely on not. this podcast. And here you go, bringing Pokemon into it. Whew. 
What, what, what should be his uh, listeners? Tell us what his what his uh, punishment should be. Punishment should be. <laughs> so, and we'll carry it out exactly. if it's legal and does not involve seepage, spewage, or let's, let's send him to let's send him to a black mark arms black mark arms <laughs> market with with Jace and a lab coat to try to and, trade uh, to tra- in a lab coat. Pokemon <laughs> <to try> <laughs> lab coat with a briefcase full of foil Jaces. I would like to buy. Right. I would like to buy a Pokeball nuclear reactor, please. Please. <laughs> You'd be a hit at the uh, illegal arms. Okay. <laughs> All right, Brian, think of a card or pick a card. Debbie. Debbie. Yay. Um, we were. It's me. It's my going turn. Going in reverse. Okay, that's fine. I win. Andrew went. You went. Now it's Debbie's turn. Um, I'm going to okay. talk about one that it, it's not. It's not the normal card that I would play, but it would go really well in a lot of my decks. So it's called Chancellor of the Annex. Mm-hmm. Have you guys heard about this? It's crazy. It's an angel. It's a flying five six. It's a four and three white, which is fine because I can play it in my white lifelink decks, of which I have like eleven, because <laughs> I last forever because of the whole lifelinky thing. Lifelinky. Lifelinky, and it's got two abilities. One is a ley line ability. So you can reveal it from your opening hand. And if you do, when each opponent casts uh, the first spell of the game, you counter the spell unless the player pays an additional one. So it's kind of like a little momentum setter in the very beginning, which is nice. And then once you actually get it into play, whenever an opponent casts a spell, counter it unless that player pays one. And I think it's... It is whenever, right? It's a triggered ability. So if you have multiple of these in play, mm-hmm. that'd be nice. I like it. It goes well with my white decks. Is it's it cumulative? Like, if there's two of those out, you have to pay two? Well, they, or they both have. Oh, okay. Right, or they Ryan? both. Cre- or no. they both. Cre- Hold on. I, let me actually look at the text because I'm not looking at it. Whenever an opponent casts a spell, counter unless that player pays it's one. It's whenever, so it's, so they would, it would. If you had like two or three of them out, they would both trigger, and then yep. yeah. You or do they to, all create the condition that whenever an opponent casts a spell, counter unless that player pays one? Well, yeah, the player's gonna have to pay one, and then <clears> that the first one would resolve, and they they pay one, and you wouldn't counter it, and then the second one would still be in the stack. So, hmm. well, good. That is a pretty sick card. It's different. It's a, it's Cost very seven. different from... Yeah, that's kind of weird that it has a bluish ability like that. Yeah, it's which is nice because even though I'm unfairly typecast as like a, a raw green creature player, I actually play mm. more mono white than I do mono green. And this goes really well in my, my big white beater decks. Cool. Which I like. All right. I guess... Metamorph. This is the artifact clone. Yeah, you you, uh, you cut out. Did I? Yeah. Okay. Well, whatever. Phyrexian metamorph. Woo! Woo! That makes so That's... much more sense than just a morph, which is what I heard. <laughs> <Yeah. first time. laughs> well, they're bringing. Didn't you know they're bringing morphs back? Um, no, Phyrexian metamorph. <laughs> uh, it's three, and then the Phyrexian mana, which can be played a, a blue a blue foo or a. A poo. Phyrexian. A poo. P-U. Poo. A Phyrexian. Uh... Three and a poo. Okay, that's, um, I don't need a name for that. What? So gorillas can play it and monkeys play it all the time? Yeah, well, what's, what's, uh, there's, there's a card, there's a card that, uh, what's the card that costs poo-poo? 
Um, hold on. Oh, my God. Uh-uh. You mean P H I, the the Greek symbol? No, well, it's P. It's abbreviated P U. So there's a there's a card in here somewhere that's poo poo. <laughs> oh, the green uh, the green monster guy. The big. There's a counter spell that's like two and. Poo-poo. <laughs> Two and poo-poo? Yeah, thundering pen okay. All counter spells are poo-poo, right, Christian? Uh, yes. So anyway, Phyrexian Metamorph. Three and a poo. <laughs> Artifact creature shapeshifter. Uh, you may have Phyrexian Metamorph enter the battlefield as a copy of any artifact or creature on the battlefield, except it's an artifact in addition to its other types. So this thing is just... Is sick. I mean, it's it's a, it's a, sculpt, it's a sculpting steel uh, and a clone at the same time, and, and a clone at the same time. It's pretty awesome. Uh, yeah, that's going to be the game day card, right? Is it? I think so. Yeah, and I think Shalobad is the is the pre release one, and then I think Frex and Metamorphosis. So, so there's. I think you meant Shaledred, That one. Is that what you're yeah, about? Whatever. Yeah. Wasn't yeah. that the big spider thing in uh, the Lord of the Rings? It's was uh, very close. Ah. It wasn't Shinobi a very close. or something. Shinobi. Ninja. <laughs> that's a that's Just a cool video close. game. Ninja. Hi right, guys, I'm gonna BRB. Keep going. All right. All right. Uh, so Phyrexia, Phyrexia metamorph, and and there's been some talk about this thing being like bleed. I guess color pie color pie bleed. You know, because clone is such a, a an iconic blue, and then now we can. Fit I would just like to talk about this from a flavor standpoint. Okay, go for it. I can't actually. All I knew is that when you said color pipe bleed, that it had something to do with flavor. It doesn't actually have anything to do with, like, flavor in terms of the intellectual property. You know, it's like dragons and wizards and stuff like that. It's more like there's certain things that each color can do. I thought that was flavor. Is that not part of flavor? It's another thing I don't pay attention to. It's more like color identity. Oh, that's not flavor? I wouldn't consider it that. In that case, never mind. It's, I do not wish to talk about this from a flavor standpoint. There are there are mechanics. There are mechanics that certain colors are good at and not good at, and how they're represented, you know, which is with funny names and funny pictures and all that goopy stuff you don't care about. Yeah. I care deeply. It's sort of deeply. like when you're playing, uh, uh, you know, the games. There's certain units and certain sides and factions that are good at certain. <laughs> you said the unit. I did say unit. Anyway, <laughs> haven't really talked about this this much, but we've rambled on long enough. Andrew, he's gone. Debbie, Andrew's gone. I don't know. Andrew, are you there? You on mute? Andrew. So it's just that, oh, no, he's responding, exclamation point. <laughs> no, Andrew, no, we cannot we... hear you. Oh. Oh. Okay. Okay. I was worried for a second, like, losing Christian, I was like, eh, whatever, but losing Andrew. <laughs> oh. And, uh, um, background, they're so excited to hear us talk about magic in the back here. Um, is my turn to talk about a card? Sure. Yes. Yes. I'm going to choose something, uh, something exciting here. I'm going to go with Batter Skull. Oh, That's the Mythic? The, uh, the Mythic. It's a Mythic Rare, and it's going to be worth quite a bit of money because, because of Stoneforge Mystic. But it's really just like, 
Okay, I'm since we're a casual podcast, I won't talk about why it's good with Stoneforge missing and all that. But it's uh, equipment are always good when you're playing a form, like playing a game where you have 60 cards and you need things that can just do things over and over. Yeah. So equipment allow you to repeatedly make creatures that may not be good, like a Birds of Paradise, and turn them into better things. Batter Skull is a uh, five mana equipment that has living weapons. So when you play it, you immediately attach a zero zero germ to it. And the equipped creature gets plus four, plus four, and has vigilance and lifelink. You can pay three and return Batter Skull to its owner's hand, and you can equip it again for you can equip it to another creature for five. So you play this, you get your four, four vigilance, lifelink, germ, and then if they ever try to destroy it, you can just pay three and return it to your hand. So it's like it's almost like it's never going away. And sometimes, like if you're playing with a bunch of people who just hate equipment or hate artifacts and they're trying to destroy all of them, this card is just going to stick around. I. I can't quite figure out, since this is living weapon, like, because you can equip it. To, okay, so there's like a little germ in here somewhere, and looking at the art, there's a little germ there somewhere. But if you equip it onto some other dude, where does that dude sit? The germ? Yeah, uh, no, not the germ, but the other, like, I don't... Oh, are you talking about, like, like... I'm talking about flavor. Okay. Uh, Dead. I would just like to talk about this from a flavor standpoint. Oh, gosh. Well, I don't know. Flavor like is very important to me. Is there like a little cockpit or something on that thing? I mean, it looks like it looks like that thing from Seven. I don't know if you remember what I'm talking about. Never mind. No, I don't. I have no idea. All right. <laughs> but, yeah, this guy is, this car is just really good. I, I'm, I, like, I use an example. I was writing an article for the little blog that me, Trevor, and Pat have. And uh, you can, like, top-deck your Llanowar Elf or something you use early game, and it's awful to top-deck at that point in the game. But then you can turn it into a 5-5 Vigilance Lifelink Tapper Green Mana Elf. So. Yeah. That's what, hold on, this is Bone Horde? Is that what? No, that's a Batter <laughs> Skull. Batter Skull. Sorry. Batter Skull. I'm going of that one, too. All right. So. But it's just right it? on the little, like, the little perch. Batter skull. Oh, I see what you're saying. So there's, it's, there's like a little crevice that looks like a saddle. He could probably sit there. Okay. That's, yeah. That looks like good. So where is? Maybe you could build the saddle. I don't think that thing wants to be ridden. He does not look nice. Well. Maybe he just needs to be tamed. I don't think so. I think he's ornery. I think he he just needs somebody to love. I, I don't think so. I think he's beyond that. He just needs he just needs someone to like brush his hair and like yes. speak soothing yes. words. Just just let it happen. <laughs> just, <laughs> just let it happen. Close your eyes. But I want to. Talk. All right, his turn is it? Is it my turn? It's Are you ready for my second nice. one. My turn. Did you? You've already done one. I've done two? one. Okay. Okay. So I'm going to talk about because I have a feel. I'm going to talk about torpor, torpor orb. So for two mana, um, it says creatures uh, entering the battlefield don't cause abilities to trigger. And uh, this is this is just. Uh, a great card. I think I've heard uh, a lot of people talk about uh, Phyrexian Dreadnought, 
with this guy. I, uh, I've heard a lot about Dreadnought, and then the awful it stops Squadron Hawk, but you have to. It does, it does, but you gotta care about standard. Yeah. Which one are you talking about? Um, Torpor Orb. Yeah, <laughs> Torpor. Torpor Orb. Creatures entering the battlefield don't cause abilities to. The problem with, I don't like problem, that. The problem with Squadron Hawk is, um, you gotta, you gotta get this on, down on like turn one, turn before they cast their first squadron hawk, or else yeah. they just they've got all their hawks in their hand. So. Um, but this this messes with so many decks. Uh, mine allies. Yeah. Sad uh, face. Yeah, sad face. And then there's there's also cards that have uh, uh, negative abilities like. Uh, a throw just off the top. Does Lord of Tressorhorn is that a? I gotta look this guy up. Is that a comes into play? Lord of. Okay, when Lord of Tressorhorn, yes. yes, when Lord of Tressorhorn enters the battlefield, uh, a bunch of stuff that isn't gonna happen doesn't happen. So basically, for uh, four mana, you lose two life. You sack two creatures. No, you don't, because Torpor stops it. So you get for, you get a ten four regenerator for four mana for Grixis and a colorless. That actually doesn't sound that bad. No, it doesn't. <laughs> and uh, and Phyrexian Phyrexian Dreadnought. I'm yeah. sorry, is there... Uh, I don't understand this. So, if you don't have Torpor orb, orb, then for four, yep. you get to do three things. Oh, no, those two are bad. Okay, the three They're things. They're all bad. Oh, okay, They're now I get it. Bad. Okay, now I get it. I thought they were all good things, and I was like, hey, even if you shut those abilities off, it's still not a bad card. And then I realized that all those ability things were bad. Yeah. But Phyrexian uh, Dreadnought, for one mana, you don't have to, you know, when Phyrexian Dreadnought enters the battlefield, sack it unless you sack No, none of that. So you just get your, your, your dude. So you can, you can build your deck with a lot of guys that have uh, major drawbacks. Major drawbacks when they come into play. And then, you know, not only that, but you also have the, the random uh, uh, shutting off people who, oh, I don't know, have a kiki-jiki deck and run lots of comes-into-play effects. Those people are bastards. They are. And you can just play a torpor orb and completely shut them down. It shuts down titans. Uh, at least uh, it doesn't mess with their attack trigger, but it messes uh, with their comes-into-play triggers. Um Hey, Brian, it's called Enters the Battlefield now. Yeah, come on now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just, back in my day, it was called. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> so that's uh, what I got. I really don't like Torpor Orb because if. Have you ever played against the band deck that I have, Brian? The EDH deck? No. Every single creature outside of the general enters the battlefield and does something. So what you're saying Actually, is. Actually, no, it doesn't. Messes with you. Like, Torpor Orb completely beats that deck. It's awful. Uh, except your general, right? Except my, my general comes into play and is just like, she doesn't do anything, but every other creature enters the battlefield and has an uh, ability. Like, Mold Drifter, Draining Woke, Mystic Snake, that kind of deal. Oh, <laughs> Mystic Snake. <laughs> oh, oh, nice 2-2, two, two. nice grizzly bear. Yeah, that's what happens. Draining Woke becomes a 1-1 one, one for 6. <gasps> awesome. That's awful. That's yeah. awesome. That's terrible. Mold Drifter's a 2-2 two, two for 5, that kind sure. of deal. 
It's wonderful. That's, that's super good news for when you're playing mono green, and the only way you have to destroy artifacts is it enters the battlefield trigger. Yes. Oh, so those guys that just run, like, in-drink Stomp Howler and Acidic uh-huh. like, and all that stuff. What's what's the other one? Is it Terastrodon? How do people say it? Testosterodon, yeah. Testosterodon. Is it, is it Terasodon? That, is that the one that does anything, or is it the other one that I don't like? The uh, Woodfall Primus? They both um, mess with, they both... Just, they, both they both get artifacts, right? Yeah. Yeah, those are like the only two ways in my mono green decks. I think both my Azusa and possibly also my Omnath, I think those are the only ways to get, that I have to get rid of artifacts. Oh. oh. That's legitimately sad face. Sounds like it. <laughs> yeah, you sound like you have no sympathy whatsoever. No, I really don't because I think this card, this card is going to is going to mess with people a lot and yeah. I'm really excited about it. And, hey, Christian, you're up next. Hey, Debbie, you're hey, up Deb. next. <laughs> hold on, hold on. I'll, I'll pretend to be Christian. Hold on. Okay, wait, hey, wait, I can be Christian. Okay, let's let, let's let Brian do it first. Okay, Brian, you be Christian. Okay. Hey, right. Christian, what's your card? Um, I like uh, Forest. Because uh, it combos well with uh, these green creatures that they've got. They've got a lot of good creatures in the set. It's pretty smart. And I think that, you know, if you, you play a talk forest, combo card. Yeah. Well, this card right here combos with every green creature. Not just green creatures, but green spells, too. <laughs> if you're playing green, when would you not want one of these in the deck? Right? I mean, yeah, they can uh, dual lands and stuff like that, but this thing's like super common too. It's gonna be right. everywhere. That's a solid point. The only the only problem that we're gonna have is maybe because these forests are too common that we might have to deal. We might have people playing uh, green 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 cards more. Mm. And they're people might play green decks. Real high. <laughs> <laughs> That's a pretty smart. Uh... Pretty smart move. That's a smart guy, that Christian guy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, other Christian, do you have a card? Um, we'll call you Christian number two. <laughs> okay. You didn't see me get to be number. I'm not one. even. I'm, in, uh, <laughs> I'm not even the number one of myself. Did somebody already do pure steel paladin? Nope. Oh, we talked about it last podcast a little bit. Wow. Yeah, that's true. Anyway, that's the one that I really want. But I'm also looking forward to active aggression. It is um, an instant for three, and then red poo, red poo, um, I guess. Roo. Roo? Oh, I see. So you do. Per, 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 P-R, P-R. Per. Okay, so three per, per. But red per. Anyway, it's three and red, uh, two, three and two red Phyrexian mana symbols. Um, gain control of target creature and opponent controls until end of the turn. Untap the creature. It gains haste until end of turn. Now... My favorite EDH deck is uh, Bryon Stout Arm, and I noticed that all the active treasons and threatens and everything are always um, sorceries, and except for uh, two of them. And so the <laughs> fact that this one is well, there's like six cards that do that. There's six or eight cards two. that do all that. All but two. <laughs> yes, all but two. Uh, yeah, there's thirty-three percent of them. <laughs> And those two, one of them costs seven, and the other one uh, only affects non-legends and costs four. But anyway, um, the fact that this is an instant and you can pay it for three and four life, 
is really good, and it's going right in that deck, and I'm pretty excited. So that's that. There's, a, there's Once you look at the set, like when I first saw it, I think that's also why they spoil it a little bit at a time. So you can be like, oh, and really think about each card. Because when, when I got the whole spoiler together, I was like, oh, okay. And I think what I was doing is comparing it to the cumulative excitement of all the other sets where they, you know, slowly spoil each of the cards. I'm, I'm actually kind of curious hmm. or if there is a place like for a Phyrexian mana... I'm going to say, like, Eternity Vessel deck, where you can constantly, you can just pay a bunch of life and then mm-hmm. drop a land and then reset your life back up to whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. I mean, just as a way of, of, of constantly, it's like, yeah, whatever, you know. Do any of these spells go on a on a, um, on an Isochron Scepter? Yeah, Surgical Extraction. There's a few of them that are... Yeah, but if you've got it on a uh, if you've got it on a uh, uh, Isochron Scepter, you're paying the two to activate, and then you're casting it without paying its call. Oh, oh, so you're not doing it anyway, right? Right. Sorry, you're casting it. It works really well with my style of like massive life gain. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like I get to do all this stuff basically for free because because my my uh, life as a resource is generally kind of out of control. This girl's out of control. So Everybody me likey control. My life as a resource. Hmm. I do occasionally hit the quadruple digits in life. (laughs) It happens from time to time. Yes. Hmm. Yeah, I think it's a pretty cool deck. You got the little cycle of your chancellors. You got the cycles of the the guys with no eyes. Are we about to? Are we about to be done with spoilers? I have one more. Do I not get to do my second one? Yeah, Andrew. Why you got to cut her off? Oh, I didn't know she was going. I was just she was making it sound like we were done. Christian was attempting to say No, I was, I was just <laughs> talking generally about the set. But, um, Christian oh, okay. likes to segue out, thereby cutting people off. I entirely. will thereby segue your face. Oh. Or something. Actually, you know what? You can't make me upset like right now because... But a, but a good your face is always appreciated by me, so... I'm impervious <laughs> from, your, from your jabs. Um, because, because of your burger? Well, I'm eating a um, a coconut uh, popsicle, which is one of my favorite things in life. So, say what you will. There's so many jokes there. I know. I know. There's just so many. That I said nut so and, uh, and popsicle in the same. All right. Anyway. So, I, I want so to talk on. about another, another white beat down creature, sure. which is great. So, this is one that actually I think got – I could be wrong. But I was reading some flavor articles about <laughs> – I, By accident? Stopped, I was actually. Well, because I was forced to, because I was editing it. Oh, right. But uh, this, I think, Elish Norn Grand Cenobite, mm-hmm. wasn't like the art spoiled a long time ago? Yeah. And, yeah. yeah, okay. Badass so, art. Yeah, super badass. It was actually so, spoiled a while back, too. It was? I just, yeah. I had to read a, a Vorthos article about it. I'm sorry, Trick. <laughs> I was given the opportunity to read a wonderful <laughs> This flavor article about me. this card. So this again goes in with my <laughs> with my. It's funny, funny, like pulling back her just a little bit. It's like the editors for the articles, despite loving the game, I hate your articles. Just <laughs> write about something I care about. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's there's very few, and Trick's awesome. He knows he knows how I feel about the flavor. So what about uh, Elish Norn? 
It's well. The thing is, is again, even though you guys like to talk about my PGC obsession, mm-hmm. I do play a lot of just <laughs> huge white beatdown, Bane Slayer. This goes awesome with oh my god, True Conviction. So mm-hmm. the ones, the creatures you're controlling are getting plus mm-hmm. two plus two. Then they're getting double strike and lifelink, and then creatures your opponents control get minus two, minus two. So you're killing some of them, and you're weakening all the others, and it's amazing. I love it. And it's got vigilance just thrown in it's there. Vigilant. Yeah, it's five and two white, which seems <clears> kind <throat> high, but bad. I have a lot of, like, wall of omens and and life gain stuff in my, my white beatdown yep. direct. So I've got some protection until I build up to seven. And it sounds delicious. Elish Norn Grand Cinnabon. <laughs> Delish. Can I add something about that? A little bite-sized Cinnabon. It's a Cinnabite. Debbie, I don't want to over-talk over you or segue away from you or anything. Or right, Can I add something to the Elish Norn? Yeah, can we talk about it from a flavor standpoint? Cause can we this talk about chick a, This chick has a J-Lo booty. It is a cool... Well, what I'm wondering is... I immediately lean in to look at the art. <laughs> My nose hit the la- hit the, uh, <laughs> hit the screen. Oh, shit. There's a smudge on, on Brian's screen right now where his nose hit it. <laughs> where his greasy-ass nose uh, touched. But, like... Anybody my age knows that a Cenobite is um, is Pinhead from uh, from Hellraiser. So I guess a Cenobite isn't just a word that that uh, Clive Barker invented. It's it's a it's a thing that that's not trademarked that uh, wizards can use. Does anybody know anything about Wait. the word Cenobite? Well, it's an actual word. Is that what? You're asking? Like, so you're I real? thought it was a word that was invented for the movie, just like Pinhead, or... a member of a monastic community. Yeah, oh, it's a, it's like a, it's <laughs> like so a clear monk to me now. or a, it's like a monk or a cleric or something, and, and they have to live together, like in a, mon- a monastery or something like that. Oh, really? You do realize that like ninety percent of the words, Christian, that you think are special made-up magic words, <laughs> are actually like real words. <laughs> Next thing you're going to say, Inquisitor is a non-magic word. <laughs> Correct, as Silly. is Paro. <laughs> some other, some other You're just talking crazy now. I know. That is a yeah, that's a sweet no, creature. It's a, so it's a real word. Mm-hmm. Well, that makes sense because Pinhead was like that too. Anyway, just wondering. It's a sweet creature, uh, and it's a legend, yeah, so it's probably going to show up in a lot legend. of decks, EDH decks. It's a legend. I don't think I would ever play it as a general. I, okay. I don't know. Is Even it, if you I had to play a monocolored general. Yeah. I don't think I would. Just because it's nice, but I mean, seven is a long time to wait to get your general out. And then right. I guess it, I guess it would be fine if it was kind of in one of those EDH decks where there's just a lot of synergy and everything kind of works together and it doesn't depend on the general. And even if you never get her out, then you don't care. Right. But maybe yeah, because it doesn't look like a combo rific general. <laughs> it's not. It's really, I mean, it's not like the Saber deck where right. everything kind of depends on getting Saber in, but you know, Saber's only four, so. Right. I mean, she gets killed a couple times, and you're casting her for frickin' 11. Do you think everybody's going to be using the hell out of Exclusion Ritual? It's like a super O-ring. No, it's six mana. Yeah, do you mean in in Standard or in... I guess, yeah, I guess I don't really know how... The things that are expensive in Standard never get played, pretty much. Not like... Six is just a a lot. Six is a lot for something that doesn't do... Like, doesn't do... It's not a game changer. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're going to play it, and yeah, you're going to remove something, but you might as well just have played a different spell. Right. You could have played Titan. 
Oh, right. Yeah, exactly. And when it comes into play, you can exile itself. So no one else can play Exclusion Ritual. Well, is that what happens? (laughs) Oh, shit. Here we go. No, it's not. Well, because it would be gone, so it wouldn't have that ability. (laughs) Here we go. (laughs) Okay, good. I thought it was going to be, like, triply difficult. I mean, I could see this. I could see this, I guess. I don't know. Even in EDH, it would be kind of pointless because, you know, with everything being a one-of in EDH. Of course, yeah. We wouldn't play in EDH. And then in standard, I mean, it's just a lot. Can you play that on a general? You can play it on a planeswalker, but it's a pretty expensive way of getting rid of a planeswalker. And no, in EDH. In EDH, what if you play it on a general? In EDH, it's just a remove. If you play it on a general, then yeah. they'll just put it in the command zone. Yeah, but then this uh, this this enchantment is still around, saying players can't play spells with that name. That's not how imprint works. It's actually got to be exiled. still exiled for that purpose. Oh, yes. okay. It creates a. It's they're linked, so it's yeah the exiled card. There is no exiled okay. card because it's in the command zone. The command right. Zone. Okay. Oh, so even I'm learning shit here tonight. You could if if somebody in another in the game had the general as not their general uh, and they missed that one and then you exiled that one and then the other person that seems like a corner case though. That'd be rare. You could do it with a really popular general that you know someone else at the table has. Sure. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, it's a really I have one last card, that's all. Alright. Alright. So I really enjoy, I may not have a mono black deck, but the idea of making, I've been trying to make one for a while, and I just, I can't get the right feel for it. Mm-hmm. So, uh. You're going to talk about this guy with Swamp Walk, aren't you? <laughs> no, I'm not. I promise. I love Swamp Walk. I hate Swamp Walk so much. <laughs> anyway, uh, right now, Damnation is reaching $20. I don't know if any of you knew that. Oh, man, I was going to go buy some. It's getting really pricey. And you also have, like, in black, you do have options that are cheaper, like Mutilate and stuff, but they're not guaranteed Wrath Effects. Right. And black got another Destroy All Creatures in Life's Finale. It costs six mana, but it still destroys all creatures. And I was excited because that means I don't have to go spend $80 to go get four Damnations. I can spend $4 and get four Life's Finale. So. Icker Explosion, uh, too. Yeah. The Life's Finale, though, is guaranteed Destroy All Creatures. And then it also has the insulting part. Of search target opponent's library for up to three creatures and put them in their graveyard. <laughs> so it also has the best name. Yeah. Life's finale. Yep. Yeah. I was just excited that they have another wrath effect for black finally. Pretty gruesome, uh, gruesome artwork too. Yeah. I like it. It's cool as hell. Do you think that it's going to make um, the price go down on damnations? No, because damnation will still be four mana. It'll right. still be four man, and, and damnation will never get printed. In my opinion, I don't think damnation will ever see print again. Like no. you have the foil promo version, and then you have the planar chaos version, and that's all you're gonna get, really. <laughs> that's all you get. Life's finale is pretty brutal, especially if you through and pick out their the three. Might want to just do that that sentence again. Cause yeah, you, you blacked out. Yeah. Life's finale is really good. I mean, just even the destroy all creatures, but then being able to you know do the. Uh, uh, look through their library. The uh, what, what is it? The lobotomy type effect. Yeah, yeah, is is just a kick in the nuts. Especially in limited because you have your you know a few rares. Oh, this thing's this thing's sick in limited. You got your bot. You got your bomb. Maybe two bombs. 
it's it's like if you're playing even when you're not playing unlimited if if your opponent's not uh using his graveyard as a resource it's like if they have three cards like some people play a lot of decks that revolve around getting like Emrakul or Progenitus out, like a huge creature. Not yes. Emrakul because it gets shuffles back in, but like a pro- man. I'm thinking of a. I'm really bad at this. <laughs> no, you're doing good. It's okay. I'm sorry. I'm thinking of like a good bomb, and I couldn't think of any. Hmm. Like any of the Praetors, for example. Like if you're trying to get right, a Praetor, right. you can just go take it from their library, and they make sure they're never going to get it. Yeah. To the card. Yep. And Titans too. Mm-hmm. So. Cool. Yep. Or a Phyrexian Obliterator. That is crazy. I can't believe they printed that card for four. That that card with, with stuff like uh, uh, Dark Ritual. <laughs> for turn two. I mean, that card in Dark Ritual makes me want to play Legacy. Like, right, right. Not banned. Makes me want to just go start playing Legacy. Yeah, I mean, just, just like, here we go. I'm going to play, you know, Hem to Torox, Phyrexian Obliterators, uh... I don't know other stuff that's not those, but still, I mean, that's, <laughs> and that's just yeah. sick. That is crazy. Your face is sick. Yeah, it is. Your face needs. That was a very sultry sounding fighting. voice you had there going down. Yeah, Deb. Whoa. <laughs> Your face is sick. Your face, Your face is, sick. is sick. Cool. I just I'm trying to hit my ear face quota for the episode. Mm-hmm. You're at eight. You have two more to go. Yep. I'm at two, and I need to be at four. Oh, okay. oh is that the quota? Yes. All right. Seems like more because they're just awesome. So, <laughs> you want to move on to the next? Yep. I, I've said my piece. Did you guys already talk about... I have, I have a last one. Oh, okay. Okay. Can I do yeah. one more? Sure. Okay, mine's <laughs> a pretty green creature. It's a pretty green creature, and it's big, and I love it. And it's Vorinclex Voice of Hunger. Ooh, yeah. And it's awesome. And it's for eight, but... Let's just assume that I'm going to have lots of mana (laughs) because otherwise they'd be pretty crappy. So it's six and two green. It's a legendary creature. It's a Praetor. It's a seven, six as trample. And it's a a, mana reflection, right? Whenever you tap a land, add add one mana. Well, reflection is a permanent. Yeah, so you're thinking more like mana flare or the green one. Mana reflection is just permanence. Whatever. It's like that. It doubles my mana, okay? That's what you need to know. From land. And then, and then whenever an opponent taps land for mana, that land doesn't untap during its control. <laughs> that's, that's, that's just a kick in the nuts. That is. That's, haha, I have mana reflection and you have uh, sleep on your lands. It's like I have double mana and you have half. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there, there, are, there are a lot of cards in this set that can be described as a kick in the nuts. Yeah, and this is a very nut kick. Yeah, but they're all, they're all. Sean is going to love this <laughs> because that's all Sean plays. He he's loves not nut cards. shot. He's not playing griefer cards that kick in the nuts. He's not a happy camper. I know. He's like he'll come these to me. He'll are, be like fairly costed kicks in the nuts. Mm. I mean, they're they're big. Like they're they're high. Yeah, but you cards. but in the EDH he'll build the deck around. Ramping up and being able to, yeah, cheat it into play, play it again, get it back, just to play that one card to tip two. Yeah, uh, but anybody who cheats in kicking the nuts cards is a DB anyway. (laughs) But But he's a nice guy. I don't understand why he does it. (laughs) My biggest issue with his his thought process on that, though, is that if you do that against him, it's the worst thing in the world. (laughs) That's a very Christian mentality. 
No, yeah, because his mom. well, he uh, he'll Mark, stand up and be yeah. Mark used a really big issue with Eldrazi, and so he went out and built a deck solely to play Eldrazi. And then when he played it against Sean, Sean was like, "Oh, I'll never play with him again," kind of deal. And I was just like, <laughs> "Really? Like your one of your decks is built the same way? Yeah, yeah. How is that fair? Like how is that? If he went out and made one, and you can't play against him, why do you think it's fun for us to play against? Yeah. So I bet there's there's people like there's probably like these several types of people in in like every Magic group. There the are guy. a lot of people who will do to you. It's like, do unto others what you would be really pissed off if they did unto you. <laughs> that is a universal truth, I think you touched There's on. There's a lot of people in magic that are like that. I've noticed that because there are people who will do, like, so their entire deck is, like, all counterspelly and disruptive-y. Mm. I want a good adjective. Mm-hmm. Disruptive is not good enough. Not good oh, enough. Disruptive, malicious, and okay. then, and then the instant that you do something to screw with their game plan, they're like, "Oh, I can't believe you did that!" And like, <laughs> you spent the entire game shutting down my deck, and you're now gonna bitch because I stopped you from your putting your last combo piece in place that was gonna give you infinite turns, <laughs> mana, life, and uh, a million one-one creatures. And pancakes. And pancakes. That's and what, yeah, forget that. The pancakes were gonna be served by Victoria's Secret models who came in with. <laughs> Also, boxed wine. I mean, I, wait. Oh my God! Hold on. Now, hold on. If someone was playing a deck that did all that, <laughs> and you, you stopped it, and you stopped it. Yeah, you're gonna stop a deck like that. I would also be upset. I'm sorry. Good point. You are a bad person. Okay, they weren't Victoria's Secret models. They were the hookers from OPT. Oh, thanks for saving us from that. Uh, my... But you know what I mean. Like, there's there's people who play decks that are designed to shut your right. deck off. And right. then when you do something to screw with their deck, they get all in a huff. Right. What about when they play decks to get your deck off? <laughs> I think that's known as a group hook deck. Well done. Whoa, a group something. Like a, a group stroke deck? Yes, exactly. <laughs> all right. I'm sorry. Anything to add, Brian? We got an email today from Jars Crystal Ball. Crystal Ball. Crystal Ball. Where he's just like, hey, Debbie, you know that Fiend is also slang for addict, right? So take a look at the card, Slag Fiend. <laughs> that made me giggle a lot. So, because Slag, for our listeners who are not in a region of the world in which Slag means prostitute. Which is everywhere but England. It's not prostitute, it's like slut whore. Oh, okay. Because good, good people then. Yeah, well, so it's not like, here. I, I never heard that before. Well, yeah, no, it's only England. Oh, only England. Oh, okay. So I got I got a question. So they have bird slag birds. What's? <laughs> no. Birds what's or girls? With, over what's there? the deal with the contest? We didn't mention it at all last podcast. Oh. That's Andrew's contest. Ask him. Andrew, oh. what's the deal with this contest? Shuffle the buck. They they got to make me laugh. <clears throat> make us make, laugh. Yeah, make us laugh. Did you not laugh at slag fiend? No, I didn't. I don't know. <gasps> I thought it was funny. I was like, you must I, I mean, I thought it was like a creative play on words and stuff, but I was really just like, uh, yeah. Okay. Well, if you, if you had known it, it as a... Jars? I'm, I'm not out. Jars. Yeah. I love yeah. Jars. I love Jars. You can't have him. He's fine. But I feel like I might be the only person who's just not, like, who's not feeling that. Jars pointed out that Wizards printed a card that can be translated as addicted to sluts. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> They all printed Tuttle ig- ig- Ignis. Tuttle Ignis. Oh, Cundalingus, yes. He's a good teacher. 
I can't nope. believe say that word. Oh, Colonel chef. Ignis. What are you talking about? Colonel Angus. Colonel Angus. <laughs> From Saturday Night Live. So. For, from a company that, that, that puts all these little he- hidden meanings in the words and stuff, you know that Slag Fiend, you know they must have been known what was up with that. No, because Slag does have, I mean, Slag is also a legitimate, like, it's the, the, it's the stuff that mining, right. it, part of the mining process, it's, this, it's like the detritus. It's the part of the ore you don't use or something like that. Yeah, and so that's, that's legitimate. I mean, they can't help the fact that a small portion of the world uses that to mean slut. To mean addicted to sluts. Addicted. Might as well face it. Yeah. Addicted to sluts. I'm going to go ahead and say, though, that the, uh, the Kiss Kiss Clap Clap split card is definitely the winner so far. <laughs> yeah, uh, that is pretty funny. You know what I was thinking of doing is making a split card in, um, in, the, in, the, in the high def uh, card editor program, whatever. Make set it. Set editor. Yeah, but there's a, there's a high def one. Is it also set editor? Is it a different version of set editor or whatever? But, it's, but anyway, it's more fit to print. And um, I guess it's a higher DPI. And uh, i.e. resolution. Um, and uh, so I thought we could make one in there and then print it, and then we all sign it and uh, give it to them. I thought that would be kind of cool. So, of course, now I'm going to have to find out how to do that <laughs> since I said it on, on the air. So, uh, okay. So the contest is make us laugh. Make mm-hmm. Andrew laugh. Make Andrew laugh because he's the most dour out of all of us. Mm-hmm. I'm very... Uh, Unhappy as an individual. Very unhappy as an individual. <laughs> All right. Um, you do this by the time know, that we be asking questions. The... I don't know. I think that's over already, isn't it? No, it's not. No. Okay. It's over when Andrew when someone makes when Andrew laugh. laughs. Okay. Now I feel like I can almost make this a running contest, and I can personally send out a pack or two to anyone who can make me laugh. Oh, that like, sounds good. Ever. As long as I'm part of that. Did we actually say what the prizes were? Oh, we didn't. So I think I'm just deciding right now. Okay. Cool. This is all just, it's ongoing until somebody, until we get enough to choose from among them. The person who made me laugh the most was getting a very, very special surprise from my, it was a, something I said about the first episode I was on Avant Card. Okay. So you're going to have to go re-listen to that to find out what the prize was? No, I I never mentioned it. It's just somewhere in there. I kind of, it's something very special to me. It was a, uh. It was one of our topics, too, so... It's your nude picture of Richard Garfield, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> Signed. Standing next to the cartoon Garfield. It's very weird. But, uh... You do not win the contest, Christian. Oh. <laughs> not funny. So the contest, the end date is TBD, but it's not yet. So it's like... Wait, so, wait, so it's it's ongoing. Wait, it's so what ongoing is it? for now. Is it... Is it if you make it, if you make Andrew laugh, you get a pack, or is it? No, 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 no. We'll no, do no, 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 no. That was me like just talking. That was you just talking. Just All right. So how does this work? Oh no, I have like I have like I have like infi boxes of no, because this one will end. We'll do we'll split a box of Nephrexia because by that time I'll have infi boxes of Nephrexia. So, so here's here's the thing, Deb, as our as our <laughs> prize distributor person. distribution person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So here's so. Um, I think probably before we need all the other contests like done and put to bed before you. This one just needs to go on for a while because we have no entries yet. Yes. Well, we've got two, but this mm-hmm. one at least until you're back and not like whatever is going to. Yeah, which is going to be at least another two podcasts. So people have time. So come up with something funny. 
Yeah, we have an email, post on Twitter, Facebook, whatever. Just <clears throat> make, make, with, make with the haha. We have lots yeah. of listeners, so I don't know why everybody's not getting with it. So come on, people. Clap, clap. <laughs> kiss, kiss, clap, clap. Come on. Yeah, it's, it's well, it's, it's hard to make process. Andrew laugh. Because if it was make Christian laugh, it'd be easy. Just, you know. Oh, talk about sl- slags and jokes. Talk about sluts. <laughs> slags. <laughs> and I'll laugh right. at it. Is that what you're trying to say? So, yeah, so <clears throat> you guys ready for the main event? Dun, dun, dun. No. Sure. Yay! Hey, that's better, that's better. I mean, I guess. So, our listeners of last episode, and people that uh, are listening because it is such an s- exciting uh, topic that they've heard of and they just had to listen in, um, we are building an EDH deck, another EDH deck. The last one was awesome, and I'd love to see it played. It's been playing online, IRLs. Everywhere. L-U-L-Z. I see it played, and every time I play it, I get immediately jumped on and taken out because everybody knows that it's mean. We're at and the table because I play I, – I have a, uh, a deck with her. It's, it's pretty much the same type of thing. Yeah, it's mean, and it's like big old bullseye on my forehead, and every time I play it. It's not that much of a killer deck, though. Didn't I mean, you win last time? I saw I you pl- play. Yeah. You can get a nice if, – if nobody has the right type of uh, cards to disrupt it – if if the game goes on long enough, you can get a nice little lock going, little soft lock. Yeah, but lock, then that's but mean too. It's not, but I mean, it's not like a backbreaking combo deck that shuts everybody down. It's not like, it's not a top tier EDH general, is what I'm saying. So I don't think people should bitch about it too much. Yeah, well they do. So well, I love the deck anyways. But now we're gonna build one, and uh, it's we decided last episode that uh, Kiki Jiki will be Kiki Jiki. Oh yeah, one of my favorite cards, by the way. It's so. And I love how it has haste. It's just, it's just a wonderful card. All right, who's going to actually build the list? I, someone... I got it. Okay. Because I'm going to build this. Yeah. And maybe you can get your uh, Sovereign deck and my whatever this is, and we'll do like those EDH flash mob things on MTGO. Where we go into nice. a train station and start dancing? Dancing? Awesome. Yes, that's exactly what we do. Okay, and where when I... we're done, we walk through uh, at... Platform 13 and a half and go to Hogwarts. Yay! Mm. I want to do that. That sounds fun. <laughs> Done. <laughs> right. So we thought we would um, go through each of us in uh, alphabetical order. Holy shit. What? Did I know no, the alphabet? Just, just so so I just looked at the new Phyrexia spoiler and I was like, what cards have good comes into play abilities? And Invader Parasite has, when it enters the battlefield, exile target land. Holy crap. That's pretty cool. That's mean. Okay. Anyway, Christian, continue. So, yes. And uh, so we're going to go first. uh, We're going to outline the the focuses of the deck, and then we're going to go through each of your hosts. We'll suggest cards that go in. And uh, together, we will create another monstrosity that will be a badass uh, yeah. EDH. So how many lands are you running so we know how many cards we're doing overall? I don't know. I'm probably gonna, it's going to depend on what artifacts we get, too. So, okay. Right. Now, well, let's not worry about that. We'll get When we get in the 60 to 65 range, then I'll be like, mm-hmm. okay, let's worry about land now. Well, we should okay. do – there's going to be – like we were talking before, nobody wants to waste their turn on like a boring mind's eye um, standard – or you know, um, well, you're not going to have any uh, 
like uh, signets in here, but you know, like soul ring, like okay, hooray. So we were gonna. I was thinking we could just leave six slots open for like the the vegetables. You know what I mean? Eat your vegetables. The we'll necessary. Do, we'll just do the two. crap that's not worth. You know, I mean, we basically said you can do two at a time. So just you know, do one interesting and one boring. And oh. Okay, we'll do it like that. Okay, so we'll do, we'll do two at a time. That's right. Well, okay. yeah. So the reason we're going to do two at a time this time is because if someone's got a great two-card combo in their mind, they don't mm-hmm. have to wait. They can just say, these two cards, they work well individually, they work well together, go. Mm-hmm. Right, right, right. Okay. okay. And um, alphabetical order. Yep, so. Yep, so, Andrew, what do you got for us here? And if you want to take your turn to do a particular non-basic land, you can do that? Sure, sure. Okay. Andrew, are you there? Is he on the call? Uh, he is there. Where'd he Where go? did he go? Where did he go? Where did he go? Oh, he's typing. I am speaking. Oh, man, I had it on mute. Oh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, Isn't that a weird? I'm, I'm here. I've been trying to say I'm things here, for guys. a while. <laughs> we're, we're professional. We're really good at this. No, we're horrible. <laughs> so uh, are we going to outline what Brian wants from the deck, or are we just going to kind of run with it? Yo, no, yeah, that's right. So so here's so here's what I was kind of thinking. Here's what I'd kind of like to do. Um, I want to punish non-basic land use. Okay, basic lands, eh, you're fine with those. But, like, people who are running a lot of duels and, like, the crazy mana bases, I want to punish them in some form or fashion. Cool. Uh, I want to... Concentrate on destroying artifacts because red does that. Um, now, that doesn't mean like I want like Armageddon effect with the basic land use, uh, destroying land. I don't want Armageddon type effects, but I want to be able to take out that Cabal Coffers. I want to take out right. uh, that, that, uh, uh, crap, I'm blanking on uh, Tomb of Yogmoth, Urborg Tomb of Yogmoth. Yeah. I want to be able to take out, oh, that dual land that's giving you the whatever. I want to be able to take care of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, destroying artifacts, a lot of artifacts, I want to be able to deal with those. Since I got Kiki Jiki, I want you know come creatures with comes into play effects, mm-hmm. big splashy burn spells, Woo-hoo. a little bit of blue hate, um, a little blue hate, and- a lot of because that's more of a metagame choice. We have a lot of blue, so I want to be able to to take care of that. And then red is also good at like the 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 I steal your creature and beat your face with it, smack it with it, yeah, like I steal your general and hit you with it, or your dark steel or your blight steel colossus or something like that, right. Okay, cool. So those are those are the kind of things that I want to I want to poke around. And then Deb has her own goals. Mm-hmm. Ulterior motives. What are, what are your goals for this deck? I sabotage the hell out of it. <laughs> I sabotage the hell out of it. Well, I'm allowed to add whatever I want as long as it falls within your criteria, and I'm going to put in stuff that's completely useless and hmm. or counterproductive. To disrupt. I'm kidding. Or... I wouldn't do that. I'm not so, going to do that, really. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I believe you. So, Kiki Jiki's the general. Yep. All right. All right. You. Right. Yeah. I'm going to go ahead out, and I'm going to start out with a generic, uh, a Kiki Jiki card that's pretty generic. It's Thornbite Staff. Uh, okay. Nice. Go ahead. Read it out for you guys. Give me a second. Sure. Kiki Jiki is a shaman, and uh, Thornbite Staff is an artifact equipment for two mana. It has pay to tap. This creature deals one damage to target creature or player, which isn't really important, but it also has whenever a creature is put into a graveyard from the battlefield, untap this creature. Uh, whenever, a shaman, whenever a shaman creature enters the battlefield, you may attach Thornbite Staff to it. Mm-hmm. So you can play this on turn two, and then when you play Kiki Jiki on turn five, you don't have to worry about the equip cost. It goes straight on. Nice. 
And then uh, the card, my second card for this, this is my, I'm taking the infinite combo slot here. Mm -hmm. <laughs> is everyone's favorite old card, uh, Mog Fanatic. Nice. You make a copy of Mog Fanatic with Kiki Jiki, then you sack the copy to deal one damage, untapping Kiki Jiki to copy the original Mog Fanatic again. To, oh. to do an betrayal, you can Wait. kill everything or Oh, okay. Right, right. Play. Yeah. So you okay. sack the Mog Fanatic, you deal a damage, you untap Kiki Jiki. You tap the, the, the Kiki Jiki again to do it again and again and again. And uh, it's something like, you, it's one of those things like you could win the game, but you can just have it sitting there. Like whenever a player is threatening to beat you, you just kill them. Because that's how I like my combos to be. I don't like to just win the game. I can I like to have it where I could just win the game if I wanted to. Because I like cool. enjoying. So, right. That's cool. Yeah. Um, Alright. Uh, I guess I'm next. I'm going to go with two cards of... Uh, Shattering Pulse, and I am also going to go with Liquid uh, Liquid Metal Coating. Okay, and so for those that aren't familiar, Shattering Pulse is for it's an instant for a colorless and a red, destroy target artifact. It has buyback of three. Mm -hmm. um, and so there's a lot of artifacts in EDH. You can take care of those. Um, and then liquid metal coating is uh, an artifact for two. Target permanent tap. Target permanent becomes an artifact in addition to its other types this turn. So that is a, a cheatsy way of cheatsy. red being able to get rid of enchantments. Turn the enchantment into an artifact. Destroy it. I plan on having other artifact removal. Hopefully get those to uh, get that in here. Um, so it'll help me be able to deal with planeswalkers uh, that aren't necessarily, you know, without having to deal them direct damage, enchantments, uh, big creatures, um, that type of stuff. All right. Nice. Christian. Cool. Well, I'm going to double up on the, uh, the non-basic <clears throat> action. And uh, <clears throat> there's a couple of cards that I particularly like. One is Price of Progress. Uh, Price of Progress deals damage to each player equal to twice the number of non-basic lands that that player controls. And it costs a red and a colorless. And it's sweet. And they reprinted it. It's from Exodus, but they reprinted it in uh, the premium deck series Fire and Lightning, so you can get a foil copy, which normally you wouldn't even be able to get a, uh, a, a, a new bordered copy anyway. <clears throat> so that's cool. The other one is an older card. Um, so that's not true with this one, but it's Ruination, uh, which is destroy all non-basic lands. And that's sweet because in EDH everybody plays it's, everybody plays all kinds of non-basics and they always get advantages by using those types of cards. So it'd be really nice to wipe out all of the opposing non-basics, which some people use nothing but. So that's going to be a hell of a card, unless you think it's too much of a douchebag card. Uh, I will. Well, I will run it. Huh. Um, it's because, and we'll see. It's only ninety-nine cents, so. Okay. If it gets if it gets too out of hand, I'll pull it out. Okay, I have a replacement okay. for it if you need it. But yeah, but that's that. Okay. Dead. Yay. Um, <laughs> okay. So here's my question. I don't know if this would be something that would not work at all in this deck. So Kiki Jiki, I forget what Kiki Jiki does. It just lets you do a. <laughs> it taps to make uh, a copy of a. Yeah, it taps to make a copy. Of non a non legendary. Non legendary. Okay. So my first choice is uh, Boldware Heavyweights. <laughs> Why are you guys laughing? <laughs> Come on, it's it's a crazy card because you're going to give everybody else creatures out of the game. 
What do you mean? <clears throat> that doesn't sound right at all. It's a, it's almost. <laughs> well, I didn't know better. Anyways, I see where it this is going. For four, it's awesome. I'm totally kidding. I'm not. No. Nice. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. Actually, I do run that. I do run that card in um in the in the uh in in the Bryon Stardom deck because people bring in these huge creatures and then I I take them with threaten and then I fling them back at them. So it does have a use that card. Let's, we're not using that one though. Um, okay, so my two cards, because you know I like the big, oh, I like pretty green creatures, but these are just big, mean red creatures. My two are Chancellor of the Forge. Chancellor of the Forge is four and three red. It's a giant, and you can reveal it from your opening hand, and if you do, then you put a creature token with haste on the battlefield, but that's irrelevant. This is... When Chancellor of the Forge enters the battlefield, put X, 1-1 one, one red goblin creature tokens with haste onto the battlefield where X is the number of creatures you control. Oh, nice. So every time, it's like, what's the thing? Is it Nomad's Assembly that has, uh, Yeah, put in thing? play creatures and tokens equal to. Rebound. It has rebound, and it basically, like, doubles your creatures, and then it doubles them again. So this, like, as you, as you go, you oh, can just... Okay. You can just put yeah. a ton of tokens in, and the next that's time you... That's a great can... idea. Make more. Yeah, that's a very good idea. Some... And swing with the 5-5 five five itself. Exactly. Um, and the other one is uh, Bogart and Hellkite, and everyone knows what that one is, I think. Right? Yep. That's, uh, that was a good one to put in there. Six and two red, flash flying. It's a 5-5 five five dragon when it enters the battlefield. It deals five damage among mm-hmm. any number of target creatures and or players. Okay, those are my two. Also, that heavyweight one is really good. Come on, Brian. Eight, eight, four. That was funny. <laughs> wasn't a joke. My next pick. Nice. Uh, right. My up again? Yep. All right. Because I, I actually like destroying lands a lot, I'm going to try and avoid... I'm not going to do the non-basic land hate except for this one card. Because mm-hmm. I feel like it's really good with Kiki Jiki. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, it's Shiv and Harvest. It's a one colorless and a red enchantment. And it says, one colorless and a red, sacrifice a creature, destroy target, non-basic land. Nice. All right. So the tokens you make, you can pay a colorless and red and sacrifice it to get rid of those target lands like you wanted. Nice. All right. So uh, you can make the token, stack the token kind of deal. And then the other card uh, is going to creatures that enter the battlefield, and it's also going to take things, conquering Manticore from Rise of the Eldrazi. Nice. Yep. When it enters the battlefield, threaten a creature. So, uh, Grr. it's also a 5-5 five, five flying. So it also, when you make a copy, it's gonna usually deal damage. It's not gonna just get chump blocked. So. Right. Those are my two for that time. They seem pretty good for what he's asking for. True that. Yeah. Alright. Alright, I'm just checking to see if I have to, oh, sacrifice it. Okay, so it does go to the graveyard. Good. I was just making sure that it, Kiki Jiki was sacrifice and not, uh. Oh, not exile? exile. Yeah. Yeah. Alright. So I'm going to do uh, Stalking Vengeance. Okay, Stalking yeah, Vengeance. What's yeah. that? Nice. I said this is looking even better with Thornbite stuff, man. Is, uh, <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> stalking Vengeance is five red red for a five five haste. Whenever another creature you control is put into a graveyard from play, it deals damage equal to its power to target player. Nice. Mm. All right. Uh, and then the next one is going to be, since I have liquid metal coating, 
Uh, I am also going to go with Horde Smelter Dragon. Mm. Nice. That's the one with the fire in its armpits. That is yep. one of the ones with fire in its armpits. Yeah. I know, because I pay attention to flavor. <laughs> it's, it's armpity flavor. Although okay. possibly I also might know that because Brian told me. Nice. So Horde Smelter Dragon, four red, red, flying, it's a five, five, four, three, and a red. Destroy target artifact. Horde Smelter Dragon gets plus X, plus zero until end of turn, where X is the artifact's converted mana cost. Well, there you go. Yeah, so that's uh, uh, a nice, uh, aggressive artifact destruction, big flying red dragon rock. (laughs) (laughs) All right. A lot of adjectives there. Christian. So, first one is uh, um, Anarchist. A red and uh, four colorless. When Anarchist comes into play, um, or I should say, enters the battlefield, you may return target sorcery card from your graveyard to your hand. So as soon as you play him, he uh, is a 2-2, and he bounces uh, a sorcery back to your hand from your graveyard, which is nice. So repeatable recursion of graveyard. And what's your sorcery? Um, well, then, uh, it was the one that I also uh, previewed uh, before, so I actually was... There's plenty of sorceries that, that you could use, but, yeah, active aggression is the uh, is the threaten for, for three. That's the instant. It's actually for five, but two of those are poo-poos, pew-pews, so... So your card gets back a sorcery, and you picked an instant? Oh, it is an instant. Okay, well, use uh, threaten, then. Sorry. I just got done talking about how it's an instant. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to pick a different card, but since they should probably go together, then, yeah. All right. Deb? Yay, me. Um, okay. Yay, so, me. I have my own cheerleading section. Okay, <laughs> I have a good one. And, again, I didn't really look at Kiki Jiki, so tell me if this works with it. Um, Fire Makavu? Yes. Mm. Okay, awesome. So, Fire Makavu is five and a red, and... It, um, it, when it enters the battlefield, it deals two damage to target creature. When it leaves the battlefield, it deals four damage to target creature. Mm-hmm. Which is nice. Yep. So it should be doing, it should be doing both in, in one turn, right? Yep. Okay. What, what does Kiki Jiki say at the end of the, at the end of Sackett? Is it Sackett at the end of the turn? Yes, Sacrifice. Yeah. Okay. Um, my other one is, what do you know? Another, uh, Another creature. Um, actually, no, no, I'll do it. I'm going to do an enchantment real quick. You said you, you didn't like blue, right? Blue, yeah, a little bit of blue hate. Okay, Curse of Merit Lage. Lage. Lage? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Lage. Right, Three Lage, and two whatever. red enchantment. When it enters the battlefield, tap all islands. Islands don't untap. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm totally fine with that because I don't play blue in my ADH decks, so what up? All right. It's red controlling a little blue. Mm-hmm. Okay. Pretty cool. All right, Andrew. All right, uh, let's see here. Uh, since you're playing red, you're gonna have a harder time getting your lands out. So I'm gonna go ahead and just do a little boring one. Journeyer's kite. Cool. Okay. Uh, you pay. It's two mana artifact from one of the Kamigawa sets. Pay three tap. Search for a basic land. Put it in your hand. Uh, that way you, you always have a land to play as long as you have three mana to use. Hmm. All right. And the artifacts. We're gonna go with. Uh, ingot chewer. Yeah, <laughs> nice. It's the five mana destroy target artifact, and you can also evoke it for one. And the cool thing is that evoke puts it in the battlefield, so you still have an, a time to copy it. To with keep copy it once. All right. Yeah. So, those are my two destroying artifacts and uh, finding some lands. 
Alright, let's see what cool. it is. Three, six, nine. Okay, so we're... Uh, I am going to pick uh, Precursor Gollum. <laughs> really? Well, really? When, he comes in, when he comes into play, I get two more three threes. Yeah. And then with Kiki Jiki, you, you get a, yeah. You get more three threes. But they all die to a lightning bolt, right? Yes, they would all die to a lightning bolt. But who plays and only the mono one. red in? <laughs> and only the one has you haste, do? right? Well, yeah. Well, I'm not going to bolt my own guy. <laughs> um. So that and. Uh, I'm going to go with Inferno Titan. Nice. That works. That'll do it. All right. Uh, And that puts us, we're at 21. Okay. 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 Me? Yep. Um, Hammerheim Deadeye for uh, a red and three colors so so we can handle flyers. When Hammerheim Deadeye comes into play, destroy target creature with flying. He's a 3-3-4, but the only problem is his his echo is 6, which is kind of a bummer. But uh, he kills a flyer every turn, so that's groovy. Wait, I have a a question. You said when Kiki-Jiki targets Precursor Golem, you get more? No, well, when he copies Precursor Golem and the copy of Precursor Golem comes into play. But it doesn't target the other ones. Right? No, I'm not saying okay. that it targets the other guys. Okay. No, I was just making sure. Okay. That was my question. Cool. Okay. Um, and uh, my other one was going to be a – there's a lot of douchebag cards that you could pick, but uh, <laughs> I will not. The other one <clears throat> the other one is Priest, Priest of Urabrask, which would be a little ramping. He's, uh, he's a, he costs a red and two colorless when he comes into play. Um, pay, uh, put three red into your mana pool. So when you first cast him, he pays for himself, and then you could pay play him and then play the cast. I'm using all old terminology. Um, when you cast him, you get three back in your mana pool, and then you can cast Kiki-Jiki, and then you could tap Kiki-Jiki and get another three, so you could ramp like that. And whenever you need three mana, you could just copy him, which would be pretty cool, because then you could hard cast the bigger spells that you're going to want to um, that you're going to want to be able to copy with Kiki-Jiki. And you can use Uberass the next turn to pay the upkeep for uh, Hammerheim Deadeye. So there you go. They're kind of related to each other. Oh. All right, Debbie? Oh, it's my turn again? Okay. Sure. Um, now, this one is is uh, one that you might... You might not have thought of for your deck because not a lot of people, some people forget the goats. (laughs) You do goat napper. Goat napper. (laughs) So goat napper, when it comes to Chameleon Colossus is out there, man. Yeah. You untap target goat and gain. I'm kidding. You don't have to do goat napper. (laughs) All right. So my real picks, my real picks are, um, glare wielder. Which is, uh, it's a four and a red, it's an elemental shaman, it's got haste. When it enters the battlefield, up to two target creatures can't block this turn. Cool. Oh, wow, so you can play him and then copy him so four creatures can't block. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, And then my next one is uh, Fault Grinder, which is six and a red. Um, trample, it's a 4-4. When it enters the battlefield, destroy target land. Cool. Okay. Not target, non-basic land, but just land. So you get islands, too. Mm Mm-hmm. 
All right. There you go. Uh, Andrew. Indeedo. All right. So uh, you always there's always a, there's always a point in every few games when like you got an opponent who's out of planeswalker out and no one's really paid attention to it. Kind of like mm-hmm. maybe like a Liliana or something, and it's about the next turn they're gonna get to use the ultimate. Right. Uh, Red can't usually do much about that, but it has a card from one of the Planar Chaos sets, Word of Seizing. Uh, mm-hmm. You gain control of target permanent. Oh, shit. Uh, and it's split second. So if they have a Planeswalker on ultimate, and you can you can take it with Word of Seizing and then use the ultimate on your turn. Use it. <laughs> and it also, it also it can take any permanent, too, as split second. So like, <laughs> That's pretty awesome. So if Debbie's been sitting there with Garrick, and she's building up an army, and she wants to overrun. I would it, never do that. <laughs> You can take Garrett and overrun. How could you accuse her of that? <laughs> and then uh, my one blue hate suggestion is going to be Spinal Villain. I have one of those. <laughs> Two colors and a red, and then I think it's tap, destroy target, blue creature. All right. So those are my two. Spinal Villain from Legends. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The Crooked T for tap, destroy target, blue creature. Awesome. All right. Uh, I'm going to go something kind of boring. I'm going to do duplicate. Yeah. Uh, and uh, solemn simulacrum. Simulacrum? Yeah. yeah. So these are uh, duplicate. Uh, for those that do not know, uh, duplicate is awesome. Uh, it comes into play. It is for six mana. It is a 2-4 shapeshifter. Uh, when it enters the battlefield, you may uh, imprint. When duplicate enters the battlefield, you may exile target non-token creature. As long as the exiled card is a creature card, duplicate has that cre- that card's power, toughness, and creature types. It is still a shapeshifter. Nice. None so of the drawbacks, it, though, just the uh, creature type and the power and toughness. Yeah. So that's cool. And then Solemn Simulacrum for four mana. It's an artifact creature. Um... 2-2, uh, when he enters the battlefield, you may search your library for basic land and put it into play tapped. If you do, shuffle your library. And when he is put into the graveyard from the battlefield, you may draw a card. So with Kiki-Jiki, he's tap, go get a land, dies, draw a card. So, Awesome. Yep. All right. Cool. So for mine, um, another one for ramping is uh, Emrakul's Hatcher. It's a uh, red and four colorless. When he enters the battlefield, put three zero one colorless Eldrazi spawn creature tokens, which you know what that do, what those do, and the, he's a three three. Uh, so that'll get you either some quick blockers or three more mana to use the next turn. And uh, you can use that mana to put in Grim Poppet, who is seven casting cost uh, four four, because um, you can do a lot of removal this way if you're bringing in and if you can throw three negative one negative one counters around every turn. Um, He's a Grim Pop. It's a 4-4, but when he comes into play, put him into play with three negative one, negative one counters. Remove a negative one, negative one counter to put a negative one counter on another target creature. So it's pretty sweet. All right. Deb? Um, did somebody already say Ingot Chewer? Yes. Yes. Okay. Would it be bad to have another one, Kaldun Vandals? Oh, that's cool. Do you want another one that basically does the same thing? It's your call. Okay, good. In that case, Might Kaldon well. Vandals. Um, two and a red. It's got an echo, but whatever, because you don't have to worry about that after you start kiki-jikiing it. Um, when it enters the battlefield, destroy target artifact, and it's a 4-1. And then um, 
Okay, tell me if you would like this one because it's kind of iffy. It's a 1-1. One, one. It's a Heartlash Cinder, and it's one in red. It's got haste, and when it enters the battlefield, it gets plus X plus zero until end of turn where X is the number of red mana symbols in the mana cost of permanents you control, which it seems like you'll probably have a lot of those. Cool. So is the fact that it's a 1-1 one, one and it's going to stay a 1 going to be a problem uh, for you? Well, I mean, if I'm copying it with uh, Mr. Kiki Jiki, then Sir then Kiki Jiki, Sir Kisari. I didn't realize he was knighted. Um, <laughs> he was. <laughs> You're okay with it? I mean, it, it's going to be a it's going to be a beater every time. So here's so here's what I'm thinking. Because so basically, I'm going to put this deck together as we come up with it, and I'm going to play it, and then I'm going to make modifications to it. But I'm going to play a few games with it. I'll try it. Try it and see and see if it works. Okay. I mean, it's only one in a red, and if you if you're putting it out there and you've got you know eight red yeah. mana symbols, then every single turn you kiki jiki it, you've got an eight one to yeah. attack with with haste. One, one of the things that I definitely don't want to do is I'm not I don't want to make any judgment calls about anybody's picks. So mm. even goat napper. <laughs> I'm, I I set the rules up. I will abide by the rules. If you were in seriousness laying down no, the napper, I was already typing <laughs> it down because I was like, I was like, maybe she's got something. Yeah, maybe there's something we didn't see. Maybe there's maybe there's some sort of no, just like target this. creature becomes a goat land that I'm forgetting about. <laughs> no, I just like goats. No, right. that's it. Heartlash Cinder. It might not work because you know it is. It's going to be pretty flimsy because it's only a one-one. But okay. you know, it, it can't hurt to have like a ten-one beater every single turn. Hey. All right. Well said. All right. Uh, Andrew. Back all right. Uh, I've noticed we've got all these expensive cards, so I'm trying to trying to get some lower cost stuff in there for you. Yeah. You've got a uh, Pilgrim's Eye, which is kind of like the. Uh, mm-hmm. the Yep. Journeyer's Kite, but it's a creature, so you can copy it with Kiki Jiki. So three yep. mana, one one flying. Nice. Artifact. Go Good get suggestion. a base man. Yep. That was on my short list. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> and then the last one is uh, actually pricey. I, I, said, I said cheap stuff, and then I was shocked it hasn't been mentioned yet, but Siege Gang Commander. Yep. Huh. It puts in t- uh, three goblins, and then you can pay a color center red and shock something. So Cool. So, Good thing to do. And uh, notice, like, you have a few goblin creatures, so you can sack some of the tokens you make to, to, to mm-hmm. uh, Siege Gang as well. So Nice. Yeah. Good suggestion. Woo! All right. Um, I am going <laughs> with... Uh, so here's a, here's a fun one we're going to do. We're going to do Worm Coil Engine. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Um, That's so wrong. And I am going to do extra planar lens for additional mana. So everybody probably source. should be familiar with Worm Coil Engine. It's it's a six six for six mana with Life Link and Death Touch. And when it goes to graveyard, it splits in half, and you get a three three Life Link and a three three Death Touch. Uh, and Pretty then cool. extra extra planar lens is uh, for was it three? For three mana, uh, when it enters the battlefield, uh, you may exile target land you control. Whenever a land with the same name is exiled, card is tapped for mana. Its controller adds one mana to his or her mana pool of any type that land produced. So it basically will make mountains tap for two red. Out of mole hills. To, let's see, with the same name. Okay, good. That's important. 
Okay. Very cool. Uh, Christian. So, okay. So, um, first of all, everybody's going to be targeting Kiki Jiki, so we want to keep him safe a little bit. So I was thinking one of the ways we could do that without wasting a card that only does that is Cloudstone Curio. For three, it's an artifact. When a non-creature artifact enters the battlefield under your control, you may return another card uh, of that card type that shares the card type with it to its owner's hand. So <clears throat> you can – actually, I didn't think of token. that. Isn't it? Whenever non -artifact... No, whenever a non-artifact permanent enters the battlefield under your control. But the only problem is now that I'm thinking is you may return another permanent you control that shares a card type. Oh, yeah, for creatures. So you can use him to copy something and bring it into play, and when that thing comes into play, you can return Kiki-Jiki to your hand okay. and it keeps him safe. But mainly you would be using it because all these creatures are, like, come into play, uh, hit the battlefield abilities. So once the creature's in play, you can use Kiki-Jiki, of course, but if Kiki-Jiki's not in play or if you wanted to do it again, you got your Cloudstone Curio, okay. so you can bring a token in and put it to the one. Cloudstone Curio. So that's one. And um, another one for card draw, which I thought would be kind of cool, and remember when you're playing these that they have haste so you can swing with them, is a Null Spine Dragon, which is one of the few uh, maybe uses for this card because it's, it's kind of got an odd um, ability outside of this particular application. Um, it uh, costs two red and five. It's a dragon that's a seven-five flyer. When Null Spine Dragon enters the uh, battlefield, uh, you may discard your hand and draw cards equal to the damage dealt to target opponent this turn. So at the end of the turn, if somebody was dealt a lot of damage, then you can just discard your two cards and draw like okay. 10 or 15 or what, if Marky's playing, you know, 20 and get a mad amount of uh, cards in your hand. And if you don't want to do that, because um, it's a May, you can just swing with a huge 7-5 flyer. All right. Deb? Word. Um, okay, so did anyone say ravenous baboons? <laughs> no, I, was I don't think so. Up, I was easing up on um, the land destruction. Because they're funny looking. They have big teeth. Um, the baboons are hungry, and they're eating non-basic lands. It's three and a red, ape, two-two, when ravenous baboons. <laughs> they look like uh, Rafiki from The Lion King. Yes. Um, Comes into play, destroy target, non-basic land. Well, there you go. Yeah, that's one of them. Okay. So mm -hmm. my second one is, do, have we done a lot to get rid of flying creatures? Uh, Just the one so no, far. No, not so much. Okay. Hammerheim Deadeye. <laughs> well, that's the one that we did that's, do. That's you did do? Okay. I thought, I thought it looked familiar, <laughs> but I wasn't entirely sure. Yeah. Um, and you, wanted to, you said that you wanted to punish land, right? But we haven't done a whole lot of land? Uh, we have, we have, um... How about Goblin Settler? Well, we have, I have, we have Shattered <laughs> Pulse Liquid Metal Coating. We have Price of Progress. We have Ruination. We have Sheevan Harvest. So are you done with the, with the land hate? Uh, we can be. <laughs> well, it's your call, because I have Goblin Settler. I remember what Goblin Settler uh, It comes into play, destroy target land. <laughs> yeah. There's a there's a there's a cheaper one that is a boar that uh, when it leaves play, uh, it destroys the target land. Did we already do that one? No, but uh, that one's when it comes into play. But in this case, um, wow, leaving it leaves play too. So either one. It's your call, Deb. 
Yeah, we'll do one more. Goblin, Goblin Settler. From Starter 1999. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Because she's old school like that. She loves those old cards. Will I be able to get this okay, online? You know, you know what? Forget it. Okay, forget it. Take that one out and just do, um, uh, what's the other Lightning Greaves? Uh, Whisper Silk Cloak. Yeah, Whisper Silk Cloak. <laughs> you mean the one that gives Shroud and something else? And uh, Unblockability, right? Yes, yes, yes. yes, yes, yes. Unblockable. Yeah, so. No, but you, I was, what you meant by the other uh, Lightning Greaves. But yeah, Lightning Greaves for sure. But my choice is Whisper Silk Cloak. Yeah. Yeah, cool. I got it. Because of the unblockability. Because you yep. can put the unblockability on that 10-1 beater that you get from the chroma thingy. Right. The chroma thingy. I've already forgotten what the name of the card was that I put in. <laughs> nice. All right. Um, cool. Andrew. Andrew. All right. Uh, I'm going to go with card, two cards that are actually from the new set. Uh, the first one is Caged Sun. Okay. Nice. Which is the six mana uh, personal gauntlet of power. And then uh, I'm going to go with something. It's actually aggressive or defensive, depending on how you look at it, uh, with Urabrask the Hidden. Mm, nice. Uh, he's got Kismet for creatures. Uh, creatures your opponents control under the battlefield tapped. Creatures you control have haste. Nice. Is it Urabrask the Risen? The Hidden. The Hidden. The hidden. So uh, those are my two for this time. They're from the new set, so. Pretty cool. Yeah. All right. You can't copy Urbrask with it, but it's still good. Right, because he's a legend, yeah, but it's still good. Pretty cool. Um, now I'm looking because I got stuff written down, and I'm like, what did this thing do? Uh, ah, okay. I'm going to do uh, Sting Scourger. Sting Scourger. Stings Scourger. Uh, <laughs> he is a. Uh, goblin from Planar Chaos, uh, mm-hmm. one in a red, with an echo of three in a red. When Sting Scourger comes into play, you may return target creature and opponent controls to its owner's hand. Nice. Uh, <laughs> so, it's a, so it's a reasonable bounce. Yes, it is. Nice. Um, and then I think I'm going to go with Mere Battlesphere. Ah, nice. Uh, so Mere Battlesphere... Looking these up and writing them in. Uh, wow, my mana curve is going to be a little stupid. <laughs> um, Mere Battle Sphere. It is seven mana. Uh, when it enters the battlefield, uh, I get four one-one colorless mirror artifact creature tokens. Uh, I get to put those onto the battlefield, and whenever it attacks, you may tap uh, X untapped mirror. You control if you do, it gets plus X plus zero until end of turn and deals X damage to defending player. So the idea here is your battle sphere, get the four dudes, tap Kiki Jiki, get four more dudes. Uh, copy when you copy the battle sphere, swing with your copy of the battle sphere, tap all eight of the little one one guys that you made to give him plus eight plus zero to make him uh, a twelve seven. Uh, wow. Yeah, does he have trample? Does he have trample? Uh, <laughs> That's the no, and he deals eight damage. He does X damage to defending players. So, so he he'll be at eight seven, uh, and he's gonna hit he's gonna hit the defending player for eight damage. Right away. All right, uh, we cool. are at forty five. Yeah, how many do we have each left? The pretty much uh, well, just, we'll just one set of two, right? We'll just go until. I'll say. Okay. 
Uh, so we're at 45 right now, so probably about 20, a little less than 20, because we haven't okay. been doing a whole lot of mana acceleration. I know, yeah. I'm going to do those later, but I wanted to get these in. Um, so <clears throat> everything is copying, and if you don't have Kiki-Jiki, then the other ones are just sitting there, and they would, it would be really good if they were to be get copied um, without him and still be copied even though he's not there. So Splinter Twin yep. is uh, one of my favorite enchantments anyways. Two red and two colorless enchant creature. Um, enchanted creature has tap, put a token that's a copy of this creature onto the battlefield. That token has haste. Uh, exile at the beginning of the next step. So that speeds it up and lets you do, you know, even more copies. So if you have something that's really cool, you put Splinter Twin on it and you copy itself. And also you can use... Um, What's his name to copy it? Kiki Jiki. Uh, the other one, which I thought would be pretty cool, we're making all these tokens, and you guys are talking about all those um, the mirrors and all the uh, the goblin um, driver, whatever, brings in the other two. Um, so Fury Stoke Giant is pretty cool. Two red and three colorless. When Fury Stoke Giant comes into play, other creatures you control gain tap. This creature deals two damage to target creature or player until end of turn. So at the end of the person's turn that goes right before you, right before you start your turn, you can pop this guy into play and deal two damage anywhere for as many uh, creatures as you have. So that should wipe out um, everybody's little, little bitty creatures, or you can just put them all towards dealing damage to one person. Word. Okay. Deb? Oh, my turn. Um, okay, have we done the boring stuff like Soul Ring and Top? We have not, and done, okay. we have not done boring stuff. All right, you're welcome. Soul Ring and Top. I'm wasting mine. I'm going to do that, too, with the... Those aren't wasted. That's just stuff you have to do. That's my, No, but I mean, I'm doing it like instead of going to get my own fun cards, I'm doing Soul Ring and Top. Right, 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 right. For this turn. Mm-hmm. All right. I'm going to... I don't. Oh, this one might but if you do Soul Ring, it has to be the new one. It can't be the ugly old one. That thing is ugly. <clears throat> new art. Thank you. Okay. I don't. I don't know if you own one of these or not. So if you don't, that's probably not worth buying one. But Cough, uh, Debbie's Child. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you own. If you don't own one, then it I might got be a few. Okay. I have a couple. And then I'm going to go with another boring spell, but it's also pretty good for uh, for red. Armillary Sphere. Yeah. Pay two, uh, and then pay two and sack it. You can get two basic lands to your hand. Like, I want to get things that put them into play, but red doesn't really have that option. So I guess getting as many as you can so you have them to play is what's going to be necessary. So. Right. All you right. You just run, uh, run Pride and Evil Titan. Oh, yeah. No problem. Problem solved. Yeah, yeah problem solved, yeah. The whole color yeah, yeah. identity thing is more of a suggestion. All right. Um, I'm going to go with, since we have an archivist, I'm going to go with two sorceries. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, a chain reaction. Mm-hmm. And... <laughs> nice. And what, what's, what's, what sorcery am I going to pick, Christian? Uh, chain Comet reaction, Storm. Comet Storm. No, Comet Storm's Comet instant, does. I think. No. No. Um, Shimmer, wildfire. Insurrection. Insurrection. Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> Bummer. All right. So, cha- oh, so well. insurrection is, I think it's eight mana. Is it like five and three red? <laughs> you might as well <laughs> just call it Brian's spell. Brian's spell. I love insurrection. It's gain control of everything. Untap Every it, creature. And it gains haste. 
and then kill hopefully <laughs> multiple people. Do what you will. Okay, and then chain reaction is uh, it is for two red red sorcery chain reaction deals X damage to each creature where X is the number of, number of creatures on the battlefield. So hopefully it's a red wrath of God. Nice. Very cool. Inferno. Nope, you already did your two. Oh. Okay. All right. Okay. Christian. Uh, so we're going to do some mana and some card draw. So uh, Ruby Medallion, uh, because it's going to work for every single spell, uh, except for your artifacts. Uh, Ruby Medallion costs two. Your red spells cost one less to play. Um, so that's like one free extra mana for each spell you cast. Um, and uh, I figure Carnage Altar. Since everything's going to be dying anyway, you can uh, sacrifice it and then draw a card out of the deal. Okay. Get some card draw going. All right. My turn? Sure. Um, okay, my two are Mimic Fat. We didn't do that one already. No. Right? In case Oh, any shit. How could I forget that? Non-token creatures die. Yep. And then how do you feel, because this is really mean, uh, Blood Moon or Magus of the Moon? <laughs> Those were actually going to be on my next iteration, but yes. Whichever one. Um, okay. So Blood Moon is two. They're both two. Uh, uh, what do you want? You want a creature or an enchantment? Enchantments are probably harder to Okay. Get. Blood Moon. Which is so freaking rude because in our <laughs> meta, we have no red in EDH. It's just <laughs> awful. Except Marky's uh, Stark EDH. <laughs> Marky doesn't count. When we talk about the that is a great, yeah, he's the count. exception to every rule. With he's the exception to everything. Yep. He's awesome. In a good way, of course. All right. People. So we are at 57. So probably one more one more iteration one of more this, run. and then we need to war, deal with lands. All right. Uh, Andrew. One more go. Let's see. What do I got for my last go? Hmm. Trevor and Pat are really trying to get me to do a certain set of cards that I'll explain after this, but I'm not going to because it's it's very corner Casey. Um, I'm going to go with another expensive card and then one of the few ways Red has to get card advantage. I'm going to go first with Vicious Shadows. Okay. <laughs> uh, seven mana enchantment from one of the Alara blocks that whenever yeah. creature is... Hmm? Um, Deb, help me out. Vicious Shadows hmm? is spelled how? V-I-C-I-O-U-S. Okay. Whenever a creature is put into a graveyard from play, you may have Vicious Shadows deal damage to target player equal to the number of cards in that player's hand. Okay. So it punishes blue players. It punishes people who are trying to get a bunch of cards in their hand. It also works well because you sack the tokens from Kiki-Jiki. Yep. So uh, let's see. I'm trying to think if I want to use which of these I want to use for my last card. Hmm. <laughs> uh, this is hard. I'm sorry. Uh, that's what she sorry, said. That's, cool. that's what he said. Oh, knocking out two at a time there. Hmm. Uh, hmm. I'm having a really hard time here. I'm sorry. That's also it's what cool. you said. That's cool. <laughs> hey, is uh, Skull Clamp banned in EDH? No, because the other two cards I'm thinking about are Skull Clamp and Squee. <laughs> because Red has a hard time getting card advantage, and those were the two cards I was thinking about. Well, Squee's... Uh, more. Whichever one you like more, Brian. Squee is a, is, a, is a legend. Squee's legendary, right? He's legendary, but you can just keep stacking him to draw two cards. I mean, not stacking him. Keep a... Oh, for your different... Oh, oh, okay. Because he's a 1-1. One, one. That's it. Yeah. But you can have... <laughs> Spokane's yeah. probably better. 
All right. Um, let me see here. Uh, um, I am going to do Artisan of Kozilek. <laughs> really? Yeah. And Artisan... That works the way you want it to. <laughs> Because you have to cast. Oh, it's not, an interest, cast it's not an interest. It's not an battlefield. That's right. Okay, scratch that. That's that's what I get for not reading. Uh, RTFC, dude. Yeah, RTFC. <laughs> All right, then let's go with. Um. Okay, oh, I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do this guy just because I've been looking for an excuse to play him for a while. He doesn't really work so good, but we're gonna go with Kazul, Tyrant of the Cliffs. Nice. <laughs> Might as well. Um, and then, uh, let me see here if this is. That was your two. You're done. What? No. Because the other guy, you were like, it doesn't work that way. And I was like, you're right. Oh, I thought that was your second one. No. I was um, trying to get free, free ones. Wild Ricochet. Such a cheater. Yeah, cheaty face. Wild cheaty face. Wild Ricochet. Wild Would Ricochet. Would you rather good. do... I've been hammered by that before. Would you rather do Wild Ricochet or the other one that's too red? What? You mean reverberate or whatever? Well, or wild, wild Ricochet. Wild Ricochet. I may choose new targets for... And, targets and I get a copy. Yeah, I guess that's better. So, yeah. All right. So, yeah. So, yeah. Christian... Okay, now you got to do your mana one, so I got to get that done. So, uh, and you wanted a damage uh, burn spell, so fiery fall, <clears throat> which has basic land cycling. So, if you get it in the beginning of the game, you get a free land out of the deal. Well, you have to cycle it, so it's not completely free. But if not, you pay six and five. Oh, you pay uh, a red and five colorless to deal five damage to target creature. So it's good in the later games when you have enough mana, and it helps you get mana in the beginning of the game. Which I like dual purposes. F I E R Y. Yeah, I had to I had to think about that. E R Y. All right. Fiery. And um, speaking of fire, uh, Keldon Firebombers. <laughs> awesome. When Keldon Firebombers comes into play, uh, each player sacrifices all lands here she controls except for three. <laughs> That's so awful. So what you do is you get your. Um, you get the guy that comes in with the Eldrazi tokens, uh, Emrakul's Hatcher. You get him, and then you get the Keldon Firebombers, and then you just start popping with the Firebomber and uh, use your use your Eldrazi tokens for your own personal mana. And no one will have any more than three mana. <laughs> I, think, I think Christian likes this particular segment because he gets to pick cards that he would under no circumstances ever actually play. <laughs> All right. And then that can be like, Brian, I can't believe you're such a douche playing yeah. these cards. Okay, Deb. <laughs> um, okay, I don't know if we've already done this and, and or if it's too mean. Gauntlet of Power. Okay. Sure. Is that kind of like the cage sun. Is that the is that the like the $90 one or is that the $5 one? I don't Which know. one? There's a gauntlet of it's power. Gauntlet of might is expensive. Okay. All right. It's uh, it's five colorless. It's an artifact. Okay. As it comes into play, you choose a color. Creatures cool. of the chosen color get plus one plus one. I get that. And whenever a basic yeah, land is awesome. tapped for red, its controller right. adds another red. So it's kind of like a whatever. That would go well with the fire bombers too. So right. is that too is that too mean since there's no red in our meta? 
No, because we've already got two other cards that double red mana, too. So. Yeah, it's not hurting anybody else. It's not like negative one if you're not red. Oh, yeah, it's not hurting anybody else at all, except for it's giving Brian fuel to kill you. Oh, right. You do, you, yeah, you're talking well, about we don't, helping we don't have any good player. X spells to use all this wonderful mana with. Yeah, That's right. True. Well, we well, have um, like 20 mana spells to cast. Yeah, we do. It's a <laughs> mana then, uh, It's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, Lightning Greaves. Okay. That's my last one. Okay, so we are at 65. That means 35 land. We'll probably mm-hmm. probably cut something, one or two cards, to get us back up to 37, which is probably realistic. All right, so anybody have any special mono uh, non-basics, or is it just... We don't have any, like, hard stuff, right? So you don't Valakut. Valakut's good. Well, you don't need, like, Reliquary <laughs> Tower or anything, right? Because your hand's never going to be ginormous. I don't know. Null Spine uh, hoots it. Like, if you smack, if Christian smacks... Uh, uh, well, anybody, you don't have to yeah. be the one that deals the damage, so... Whenever a huge thing happens, you just go, up, oh, bloop, I'll draw that many cards. Yeah. So Valakut and the Red Hide. You have to say, up, oh, bloop, I'll draw that Red many You got to be like, bloop, bloop, bloop. Red Hide. draw cards. Don't know the name of it, but I know it's Red Hideaway Land. Yeah, it's, it's a Null Spine Ridge or. Nice, spine. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think if there's anything else. Uh, there's Mud Button Torch Runners as a low end guy. I might You might sub out for. One of the higher cost guys. When it leaves play, uh, when it goes to the graveyard, rather, uh, lightning bolt something. Okay. So is there any other utility lands? Uh, oh, oh, lands, right. right. Maze, of, Maze of Ith. Uh, yeah, the Maze of Shadows. Yeah. I, don't think, I don't think you can afford to play Maze of Ith in this deck. Cause you I don't think I can either. Nah. No, no, Maze of Shadows, maybe. Do you want any of, like, the strip miney type lands? I think I can... Probably with what I've got, I can take care of problems. Use creatures to kill yeah. their lands, yeah. Yeah, no, not really. I mean, what else is there that you would need for lands? I've got a lot of stuff that gets rid of lands. Yeah, I don't, I don't know that you need anything else for utility lands. Oh, uh, I've got, I've got two utility lands. Uh, Mad Blind Mountain. Because you have Sensei's Divining Top, so if you have a bad three cards, you can pay red and tap and shuffle your library. What is that card? Mind, mad, mind mad, blind. Mad, mad, mad blind. Mad blind. Never heard of that. It's from a lore. Shadowmore? Shadowmore. Oh. Oh, it's that. Yeah, it's if you control two red permanents land. Oh, that one. So for your library, play this ability only if you control two or more. Yeah, okay, cool. So it's good mm-hmm. if you have, like, Sensei's Divining Top and stuff out there. Nice. It also it's not really like it comes in play tapped, which isn't too bad of a of a downfall for you. So. Okay. All right. Pretty uh, cool. Let's see here. What else? I'm looking through all base, non-basic lands that produce red right now. So. <laughs> yeah. There's yeah. care keeps so you can make some kobolds. You probably don't want to load up on uh, non-basics unless you want to take out those two. Spells. Right. So I'm gonna look up. I'm looking up a card to determine if it's too expensive for me to get for this stupid deck. Talking about purchasing in, in Diamond Valley. 
It's hundred and twenty dollars. <laughs> so not so much. Not so uh, much. No. Although, in can we get a mock? In two weeks, I'm working the Star City <laughs> Open, which is if I take my comp and store credit. That's just a lot of money for a card. <laughs> for well, if I get card. it from Cool Stuff, it'll be cheaper because you're a discount. A hundred and two dollars of my funny money. Yeah, no. it's it's only the difference is pretty. You're playing this in in paper, right? Well, the goal was to actually build it online, and then oh. <laughs> But That's going to be a problem. A lot of these cards, like a lot of sets, aren't available online. Well, we'll find out. I'll, I'll, I'll. Yeah, you got to play this in real life, man. I'll bounce. I'll yeah, play. You play it in real life. I can do. I can do both. IRL, dude. IRL. Dude, IRL. I got almost all of these cards except for. Yo, I got this. I got. What is it? What is it? I don't. I. Don't, I might not have an anarchist. No. No. <laughs> I might not have an anarchist. Uh, that's an old card. And like the stuff that hasn't come out yet. And then, <laughs> Yeah, you might not have any of those. I might not have that. And the pre-releases this weekend, so sure, whatever. Um, and then the new art soul ring. <laughs> you gave your... Uh, oh, oh, oh didn't you get one of those from Debbie? A ruby medallion. I do not have a ruby no, medallion. No, he got the old art soul ring from me because he... Oh, because he gave you the he, new art soul ring. Ma- okay. No, because he made me put up my deck so that he could take it. <laughs> that is my... Uh, I don't have a ruby medallion. I don't have a Keldon's, Keldon fire bombers either, but everything else... Uh, I might have to buy another. That can't Greaves. be too expensive. I might have to buy another Greaves. It's good to have in one on hand, anyways. Yeah, I got I got like a stack too of like that ten insurrections because <laughs> there was one day where I was just like I was like, hey, this, on the plane this, chase this site has them for a quarter each. I'll buy five dollars worth. Jeez, I like insurrection. Apparently. That's why it seems like it's in every deck, because it is in every deck. It, it actually is. Actually is. All right. Nice. So, anything else, land-wise? No. Oh, All I right. think you should put some mountains in there. Probably some mountains. Oh, and I think you should put Fall Art Zendikar Mountain C. I. Nice. I will provide them if you will play them. Okay. They're pretty. Done. Okay. Nice. All right. Wow. I gotta get me some more of those. This, yeah, deck, is, this deck is schizophrenic. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Welcome to my freaking Saver world. Duh. Which, which it's it's actually it's actually not so bad because Andrew, like almost all of the cards on and that Andrew named were actually on my list of cards that I was considering. Woo! Hmm. Do you guys you remember? Go. So the first time I played Saver online with a listener group. And we asked for, like, feedback, like, oh, how'd you think the deck went? And one of the guys who was a listener, right, so he should know this, he was like, well, I mean, I like the deck, but it seemed kind of like it was going in different directions. Like, maybe you <laughs> should have one cohesive. And I'm like, dude, how did this Didn't deck you listen to the? <laughs> did you listen to the episode? And he was like, yeah, I mean, I guess I could see where you're coming from. <laughs> like, that is pretty, pretty um, astute. Observation though, because it was actually schizophrenic. So yeah. it was. It was in like people going in in all different directions, which is funny. Yeah. I, if it wasn't eleven o'clock at night, I could actually have this deck tomorrow. Oh yeah, that's right. Tomorrow we, is Wednesday Night Magic. Why can't you oh. have it tomorrow? Uh, because it's eleven o'clock at night. So want to wrap up? We're wrapping up anyway. That's and, the end of the. Uh... And I want to sleep. <laughs> I want to sleep. I want to sleep. You know, it's really easy to use um, Cool Stuff's deck builder, right? Well, see, I have all these cards already. Yeah, he's already got it. He just has to sort through. 
But you have them in alphabetical order, don't you still? Yeah. Yeah. Here's how you build a deck. You cut and paste into the deck builder. You hit buy. And then you call Angie and you say, hey, um, I'm on my way. Can you have my deck for me when I get there? That's how you do it. That's not how I do it. <laughs> my way seems awesomer. Well. <laughs> to Debbie, I'm sure a lot of Debbie stuff you seems also, awesomer. Yeah, you also have infinite money and store credit and all that. I have, stuff. I have funny money. I have funny, cool stuff money. Yeah. So if you want me to ship nice. you this list and buy it for me. Then ship me the list fun. and see how, mu- see how much it is. Ship it to me, and then I'll she was what buy. She was you know, buy you know what I also deck. I also put I also put everyone's initials next to what they pick what they picked. So, <gasps> what? so then when it doesn't fails, you can be like, so you, hey, can, hey. you can blame them. Well, no, it's just when the card when the cards come out, we'll be able to say, okay, so uh, I pulled I pulled out this card and this card and this card. I know it's going to be all mine. It's fine. <laughs> what? You think I'm going to pull ravenous baboons out? Oh wait. I do not have a ravenous baboon. I have one. Ravenous baboon. I do not own a ravenous baboon. <laughs> yeah, because you didn't get a lot of Urza uh, cards. Isn't that Urza or something? I, it's ravenous baboons. I don't. It's... Do you have any other kind of baboons? Um, well, we weren't supposed. To, we're not supposed to talk about those. <laughs> okay. Well, ravenous. Oh no, it's Exodus. I'm sorry. They're still ravenous. Right. So, so I will not. I will probably not have this deck for tomorrow night. Ship me the list, and I'll see what it is, and then we'll. See. I can guarantee that I won't have it for tomorrow night. Just ship the list. All right. How about this? How about this, Brian? Gather together, gather together whatever cards you can. Yes, ship the list. <laughs> gather, gather as many of the cards as you can tonight before you go to sleep. The ones that you know you have, or the price you want, or whatever. Then um, at work tomorrow or right before you go to bed, email Debbie and tell her the ones that you're going to have on hand already. Uh-huh. And she can order See? the rest of them. Perfect. That way the ones that you don't have and or are having a hard time finding, you can just, well, they'll be there for you. All right. So. Done. Perfect. Oh, okay. you're gonna make awesome. I hope you sleep it up. Are you Jewish all of a sudden? I'm going to have to make the, wake the wife up as I'm pulling carts out from under the bed because that's where I have to keep them. Out of sight. <gasps> yeah. You don't have a room just for your magic cards like me? With, with have a lot. Dan Scott artwork up on the wall? Here's here's what I got. I got them all shoved up under the bed, like in little in little stacks of if three boxes. So, like, each stack of three boxes is a year. So I can just grab and pull that whole thing out. And right. then behind the door to the office, I have a pile of... And this is going to sound, I have a pile of unopened boxes from Mirrodin. <laughs> Ouch. You mean besieged, right? Uh, besieged and scars. Not, yeah, not Mirrodin. And then I've got a stack about five boosters tall of commons that I have a lot of. <laughs> I wish and, I and that's behind my office door. What's that? It's just, yeah, because my wife doesn't really see him because when you open the office doors, they're hidden. Um, <laughs> so she doesn't think you're a dork. A large <laughs> chest, like a pirate's treasure chest, right. and it's filled with magic cards, and I keep it closed so, so that like my husband chest. doesn't. It is. So my husband doesn't make comments about the wizardry nonsense. You keep your wizardry nonsense in your pirate treasure chest. Exactly. <laughs> my dad doesn't make you for having a pirate treasure chest. If I'm wearing jeans and a sweater, he's like, oh, you must be going to the card shop because you're in your uniform. <laughs> he assumes that anyone who plays, everyone he's seen that plays magic has been wearing jeans and a hoodie. And a hoodie? 
Yeah, and he, you're in uniform. You must be going to hang out with uh, your card buddies. And was like, all right, Dad. Thanks. Nice. nice. Awesome. But, oh, we got some. You're in a drawer. That's all. That's what I wanted to say. Sweet. Okay. Got some got some shout outs. We're gonna, uh, as usual we got a we we mentioned jars twice each episode. Uh he was you can't on talk the about jars. Only He's Mark can talk about jars. Can't talk about you jars, baby. Him. Can't talk about you and me. What? Sorry. You can't talk about jars. Only Mark can talk about jars. Oh. Well since we nope, he is nope, uh, nope, sorry. He called oh. it. Okay, well uh, like you lose dibs when you leave the show. It's you not lose. like he got an emblem. It's not like when he leaves the play. <laughs> <laughs> we gave him an emblem. Shit. He got All right, well, emblem. then everybody watch Commander Cast because somebody's on there. Or listen to uh, the latest. The latest. Oh, what did I say? No, I, don't, I don't care what. I don't care what I said. Um, <laughs> yeah, everybody listen to Commander Cast, and uh, because there's a surprise guest. Who, <laughs> if you're smart, you know who it is. Hey, I just got a tweet that says Covenant of Minds number four is up. What's the slope? Woo! You guys recorded nice. that. You guys recorded that what Saturday? We recorded it on Sunday. Sunday, so two days ago. Yeah, we sent it out on Sunday night and it just got posted. Look at that! Look at that! Wow. Hey, Christian. They must be single. Whoever the editor is. Uh. <laughs> Are that, they married? You just brought up a really rough subject here. Wow! Yeah, that's a little harsh. <laughs> yeah, because, dude. No, for me, because Trevor is the editor. I know. Very recent disappointing news come up. Yeah, thanks oh, a lot. Oh, well, I didn't know about that. Foot in mouth, dude. Foot in, well, I still don't know what, this, what the news is. But, uh, wow. no, if you have – if I, I don't have a lot of time to also uh, hang out with the wife and also edit. So that's what that's all I'm saying. Yeah, but, Christian, not... you, you just stuck your foot into a recent painful breakup. Oh. Ouch. Well, then I apologize for whoever you're talking about. <laughs> and he's right here sitting next to me. I think he's in, he's got his head on the table. <laughs> well, then sh- shut your guys' mouth about uh, made, how made, long I take to edit these, and then that'll never come up again. <laughs> you, made, you made Trevor cry. Made Trevor cry. Oh, Wait, not see, that sucks. That's what's going to happen now. Sorry about Giving that. him a hug. I think, the, I think the pink unicorns on his shirt are weeping. <laughs> little, little sugar. See, why are you going to make fun of the tears? I love his pink unicorns. Actually, yeah. That you know, Whoa. Cool. Oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> I, I, is that code? <laughs> no. I mean, I, <laughs> no. I do. Anyway, I love Trevor. Sorry, Trevor, when you hear this or if you can hear this now. He can hear it now. He says you're unforgiven. Oh, shit. I hope he's listening to Metallica. And not that I'm actually. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I made up all of this. He is sitting next to me, but he's been laughing the whole time. So, <laughs> so you put me through all that. Dramatic influence. Oh, my goodness. All right, I have a shout-out to, uh, we have a, a new, well, okay, so Brad Dutiel, I'm going to probably murder this, Dutiel, 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 something. Are you going to murder He's the word the one martyr? Said, thanks for the random shout-out. Oh, uh, yeah. But another guy named Zach Hartig said, just mm-hmm. started listening to the show. You guys are amazingly hilarious. And he's hit the nail on the head because that's actually what we go for since we're pretty much <laughs> devoid of magic content or strategic content. <laughs> like that. funny. Yeah. So then Brad, the random shout-out guy, said, Hooray, kiss, kiss, clap, clap, eggnog, bukkake, which I think should be our slogan. Our slogan? <laughs> That's our whenever we, like, uh, cheers drinks before we chug them, <laughs> we, we, we chant that. Should, yeah, absolutely. Kiss, kiss, clap, clap, yeah. eggnog, bukkake. Eggnog, bukkake. So that's my shout-out, my Facebook shout-out of the week, and then All other right. people might have shout-outs. This week's wanna... random shout-out of the week is yes. going to uh, 
This man is a very, I'm, I'm on his Facebook page right now. He's very talented. He lives in Germany. He knows four languages. <gasps> Whoa. What? He knows Portuguese, Slack. English, Spanish, and German. Slacker. We barely and know English. Just he used four? To, uh, just four. Just kidding. But he just used kidding. That's to post a lot on the Facebook page, and I, we haven't heard from him for a while. His name is Pedro Carvalho. Pedro, where have you been, man? Yeah. I'm shouting out to you. I'm, I'm crying out for you, man. He's crying out. Come on. Did you? You need, to, you need to put down your iPod, pull over, get on your phone, and get on our Facebook. And there you go. Let us know how exactly. you've been. Because we're worried That's, sick. And so is your mother. Call your mother. We're worried sick. Unless, I say call your mother, but in case you just went through a horrible breakup and she's not your mother anymore, then I put my phone Whoa, on. wait. <laughs> hold on. Sorry. Oh, wait, what? <laughs> I don't know how things work in your family, Christian, but they don't work that way. It's normal. You can you can uh, get dis dis whatevered from your. Uh, I, I thought Brian was the one from West Virginia. <laughs> yes, Virginia. So yeah, Pedro, where you been? We miss you. Right. I want to give a shout out to my favorite listener, whose name sounds like a Mortal Kombat character, Johnny Kane. Oh, that's nice. Yep. Um. I'm going to give a shout-out to everyone who is going to a regional pre-release this weekend ah. as opposed to the store-based ones. This will be the last regional pre-release ever. Is it on forever? Saturday or Sunday? Is it Forever, ever. Which day is the midnight one and then which day is the full day, first full day one? Is it Friday at midnight Friday and then Saturday? Midnight, and then Saturday is the, the one during the day. So Friday night is one for the crazies. I right. mean, uh, the dedicated... No, I mean the crazies. Um, maybe the people who are single. Um, <laughs> hey, why you got to call Tra uh, what? Trevor out like that? No, he, Trevor's going to the one during the day. He's got uh, he he and his uh, heterosexual life partner. Mm. Life mate. Life mate. Um, oh, that's cool. Because then you can have you can have a girl, and you can also have a heterosexual life mate that goes with you uh, to to magic tournaments. So you get the mm -hmm. best of both. I've got breaking news. <gasps> uh, we have decided where we're going to the pre-release set, the three of us who are in the... Me, Trevor, and Patrick. Okay, where are you going? Yay, where? We're going to Phoenix Games. Or Patrick... Hey! Yay! Be there. Yay! Are you going to go to the morning one, or are you going to go to, like, 11 o'clock, slacking ass, never know when it's going to finally well, what start? What are you guys going to be there? Well, Brian's going to be there all day. But what yeah, time I'm, I'm there all day. I want to do the early one just to get a jump on it and so that I can... Uh, oh, you know what? You know, Sheldon, Sheldon Menery is not going to be there for gunslinging, unfortunately. Okay, but what are the times? Uh, you, have such, you have such a man crush on Sheldon. <laughs> no, I don't. What are Stop. the times? I know you're talking to Christian. What are the, what are the I'm times? I'm talking to Christian. Uh, I know. I'm getting it up. <laughs> hey. There's our intro. Yeah. There's your... <laughs> right after the man crush talk. Yeah. You have a man crush. I'm getting it up. Uh, registration begins for pre-release tournaments. Registration continues throughout the day, 9 a.m. So, a registration uh, starts at registration 9 a.m.? Registration starts at 9. Tournament number one begins at 10 a.m. And... It used to be earlier than that. That's... What's that? But that's fine. They used to be earlier than that. Uh, I'm probably going to go to that one, but then I'm going to have to leave because I have a Mensa meeting at, like, 2. Are you going to, are you going to judge dinner? You're not going to judge dinner? Yeah, and come back for Judge Dinner. Right. Who's uh, who's head judging? Is it going to be on time? So, yeah, it'll be on time. Well, I don't know if they do the midnight thing. Oh. Uh, yeah. 
So, uh, we'll and probably then, go for the 11 one though, because we, we're going to the beach for, for two and a half days, so. Why is there an 11? You mean there's, there's oh, an 11? Come on. One. Uh, what? one. Two, at 10 a.m., tournament one begins. At 1 p.m., tournament two begins. At 4 p.m., tournament three begins. At 7 p.m., tournament four begins. Oh, I can You're going to go the 1 p.m. one, Andrew? Well, probably, probably what will happen is when they get, uh, however many people, they'll just fire off a, a flight. So if it fills up, if it fills up faster, there might be more. We'll probably do the 1 p.m. or the 4 p.m. We'll be, we'll probably be there for like the 1 p.m. one, but we may not, right? Yeah, we'll let, we'll, we'll let you guys know. So you're saying I can go to my Mensa meeting thing and then, and then come to an afternoon evening one. Cause that works much better for me. Presumably. I mean, okay, it, I'll do that it, one. it all depends on, uh, like last, last, one of the, one of the reasons why regional pre-releases are going, um, is attendance for some regional pre-releases is, is dwindling. And Orlando is one of the ones where it is dwindling. And yeah, I remember the last one. Don't they have like big names? Big names at regional pre-releases, like of a player or like an artist. Sometimes, like uh, last time Sheldon was there. Hey, Christian, do you remember that? <gasps> I do. <laughs> is there anyone this week? His eyes are all a flutter. <laughs> um, I don't know. Okay. Uh, I liked it when they used to have the the big three hundred people ones that. Would, yeah, is that like, the regional? Is that what you're talking that was, about? Yeah, you're... those were what they used to be, but they've now they're all like little, and it's like I'm just playing on Wednesday Night Magic. We have more people. It's like big deal. I don't think those are, but I mean it's still nice. It's well, a new place, and yeah, that's why I don't play at the, my local card store because it's like oh another day playing at the same card store. Except now, you know, I play with there's you know, I'm not going to talk about the people that go to pre-releases. <laughs> they're cool. Sometimes there's some jerks, but there's some jerks in our group. So. <laughs> <laughs> what? Oh, don't talk about Brian. He's like right here. Yeah. Oh, sh- thought I was on mute. Um, random shout out, call out to Peter Klimzak, who's always sending us these awesome MTG related photos, and he hasn't in a very long time. <gasps> the reason we're he's worried, sick, photos, Peter. I know. The reason he sent those photos is Make because of the contest. To send in photos. No, he, <laughs> well, no, well there was no, the one, no, no, the wedding no, no. one, he, yeah, but. Yeah, he, no, he sends other stuff in. Yeah, he sends random ones. Like the, the, the singleton format, and then uh, he did, he did um, the cube. He cubicle. did that cube thing, right? I don't know if that had to do with. Uh, no, that wasn't contest. That was just random, which yeah. was. Really By the way, uh, Andrew's gone again. Yeah, no. <laughs> He's trying, trying to come I'm back. I'm trying to recover. Oh, okay, okay, cool. But, uh, yeah, shout out to him. Uh, and we shout out to Andrew. Andrew. Yeah, shout out to Andrew. <laughs> no, uh, yeah. We miss you. Shouting because I can't talk to you because you can't hear me. So I have to We'd shout. We'd like to shout out to Andrew who used to be a host on the show until he left like 30 <laughs> seconds ago. Abruptly and, yeah. But, uh, yes, thanks for listening. Go to your local pre-release. Uh, spay and to your pets and make fun of Debbie if you see her and uh, get a judge recount or uh, challenge if uh, Brian is your judge. What do you call it, Brian? Appeal. <laughs> an appeal? A recount. Yes, yeah, it's an election. <laughs> yeah, kind of like when there's you don't like do that a judge, Florida. like a legal judge, and you don't agree with their decision, like yeah. you appeal it. You could say appeal. Yeah, people just appeal it if it never goes their way. Magic reflects real life, and Christian thinks it's like a special thing that we made up. <laughs> no, no. Someone has to say our nightly sign-off. Oh, yeah. You want to say our, our, our motto? Yes. Please, oh, we do it. Please, God, somebody end. Please, God.
Make it end. Make it stop. Make it end. You know, Adam, Andrew had the Adam. Stop. Stop. What are you doing? Why do you keep talking? Please just end it. You have to end it on something funny. All right, fine. F you people and F you listeners. (laughs) (laughs) No, just kidding. You guys are cool. We could say F you, Andrew, because he's not here to fight back. (laughs) Go say it, sucks. Andrew sucks. Andrew sucks.